Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. What a wonderful night for Blankies, Blankies, Blankies. Who will win? He's back. <laughs> Griffy <Old> Crystal. <laughs> Griffy Crystal. Uptown Griff Griffy Chris. Oh, he's uptown. He's way uptown. <laughs> he's never left uptown. Upper East Side. <laughs> to him, going to like Union Square is a is a like getaway. That's like a summer <laughs> vacation. Once again, I went to Greenwich Village. <laughs> I went down south for the holidays. You ever heard of this this subway? It takes you all the way down. Down south to Union Square. <laughs> Once again, a hosting crisis for the Oscars means who do we call? Oh, Crystal. Griffey Crystal. Good old Crystal. Everyone was so excited when they went, look, everything fell apart. Eddie Murphy dropped yeah. out. Let me- Bill is back. And then everyone that year went, oh, fuck. Oh, right. Wait a second. Oh, no. Well, also he did blackface. Let me. Yeah. Let me. <laughs> as an opener. As an opener. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me just start off with this. Yeah. James Corden should be hosting the Oscars. Probably every year, certainly this year. Go the man on. is on ready. ABC he won't. The man is ready. Exactly. This is my ABC complaint. He's ready made for the Oscars. Celebrities love him. People know who he is. He's an actor. He can sing. He can dance. He has a Tony. He he's got like, shut up. That's he's my got, counter. Like, he's got a zillion. <laughs> like, I didn't say it. Then, shut so. up. Shut up. He's got a zillion viral fucking things he can plug people into for like segments, right? The man was essentially created to host the Oscars. He's English. Okay, quick pause. Ben, cut this out because I don't want David to encourage the Academy. <laughs> no, they won't. ABC kibosh. Yes. They, yeah, they won't allow do. people like, because Myers would do fine and Colbert would do fine as well. You know, like they're just not allowed. Who are the big stars of ABC's right now? Uh, Nathan Fillion, the rookie himself. <laughs> Nathan John, Fillion? John Nathan Goodman Fillion. And the cast what? of the Connors. John Goodman and the cast of the Connors. What you, oh, yeah. By the way, I'm still watching the Connors. <laughs> Lisey Gorenson and... Yes. Michael Fishman to yeah, host the Oscars. Just the two of them. No, the two of it them. should be gritty. Gritty should, it should host always the be Oscars. gritty. Gritty <laughs> would be good. No, gritty would be gritty hosting avant-garde I am not a big James Corden fan. I don't really watch James Corden. I don't enjoy James Corden that He's much. not a comedian. Yeah, I, but he's no, an actor doing an impression cares? of a comedian. That's why it doesn't matter. He was built for the Oscars. Okay, built. fine. Fine, built. whatever. You win. Did you see the thing where he jumped out of the plane with Tom Cruise? Yeah, oh my God, so funny. It was fine. Gritty right, gets lulls. I grew up loving. Gritty gets lulls. <laughs> it's what they need. No, you know what though, Ben? Gritty's got too much integrity. Gritty should host the Spirits. Gritty should be in the tent on the beach hosting the Independent Spirits. Look, Jimmy Kimmel sucks. He's bad. Yeah. Not funny. Not good. Show bad. Has a weird relationship to celebrities in that he both yeah. loathes them and yet craves them. Doesn't watch yeah. movies. Yeah. No. No. He's a bad stand-up. Hot take. Has hosted a cruddy show for 15 years. He hosted the Oscars. Guess what? He was fine. Yeah. He Hot did fine. Hot take. Jimmy Kimmel is better than James Corden. I think I agree with that. But I'm at the same time, I'm still like, Corden would be fine. Also, this I can't. Is, stop overthinking I think Corden's big thing. Don't try to hire the sin rock. is what you said, is that he's not a comedian. Right. That's why everybody hated him when he got the job right. uh, in late night. But he gets 10 gazillion YouTube hits. He's exactly what they are looking God, for. God, I can't wait to start my Tick Season 2 press tour. <laughs> where I suddenly do a heel turn and grovel at the feet of James Corden's producers. To please give me airtime. Yes, you should grovel. You could do something funny this with him. You could like, deliver no a pizza. This podcast is a liability to my acting Oh, career. no one's listening to this. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> Shit, people listen to That's this. That's the catch-22. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Uh, I was That's my say, corn and rain. I'm sorry. Say, the Crystal songs are bad. Crystal singing is bad. Mm. I constantly have two 2003 Crystal songs stuck in my head. Really? They're stuck in their earworms. Uh, all, oh, all, all his 97s are in mine, so I'm, I'm glad I'll to hear I'll tell you what the 203s are that, that stick in my craw. Okay, okay ready? Okay, okay. She biscuit, da na na. This is vague. Remember, yeah. She biscuit song to the tune of Goldfinger. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other one is, uh, uh, Mystic River, that Mystic yeah. River. <laughs> Old oh, man Eastwood, he just keeps going. Is that the one that ends with him saying, "Don't sing anymore" to Clint Eastwood? Like he sang and paint your wagon, don't sing anymore. Yeah, and then Clint yes. was like, "Hold my beer, Grand Torino." <laughs> That was the inspiration Turning, for Grand Hold Turino. my Schlitz, you, Grand Turino. Using Old Man River for Mystic River is the laziest thing I can no, imagine someone no. doing. Moon River for Mystic River <laughs> Sorry, would have been River. one more, one right. more step would, down the lazy. But it's Billy down Crystal, so he does Old Man River because he wants to get as close to Mammy as he yes. can. <laughs> old Man Eastwood. He's fully done Al Jolson for one of those songs. At okay. some point, I guarantee it. Ben, cut everything out. Start the podcast <laughs> over. Let's insult some more people. Yeah. yeah. I love Who can this. we insult? Mixing it up. I okay. love it. Can I tell you a weird blankies related dream I had last night? Sure. And it's definitely tied in. These are the blankies, by the way. <laughs> I had a dream that I went to someone's birthday, an old camp buddy of mine, which everyone's going to grovel at, but get ready Fucking for the- Miller. Boy. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> sure. The point was, it's someone sure. I'm friends with in real sure. life. Sure. But then the dream introduced the retcon idea that Bradley Cooper was <laughs> one of my summer <laughs> camp friends. <laughs> that Bradley Cooper occupied the Ezra Miller space of like, that guy we're all really friends and with. And now he's big deal. And now we feel a little yeah. shitty about texting him because right. it's like, I don't know, but we were close. We all feel that way about Bradley Cooper. And I, I watched Alias. I right. know what's going on. I was hanging out with Brad, my old camp buddy Brad. I f- had completely forgotten that I was good friends with him when we were 12, which doesn't add up because he's 15 years older than me. Sure. And then at the, in the dream, I kept on going to other friends and going like, oh my gosh, I feel bad because we're recording the Blankies tomorrow and I didn't put Brad in Best Act there. Oh. And I forgot that we're such good friends. And it felt like Bradley Cooper had inceptioned my dream yeah. to try to chart. Sean, maybe Sean Penn did. I was going to say, I have the statement hey, here Griffin. from Sean Penn that I want to read <laughs> Please about do. Griffin not including Bradley Cooper in his blank. <laughs> Apparently list. my friend, my old friend Brad. <laughs> have they worked together? I don't think Penn so. and Brad? No. I don't think anyway, so. the dream ended with me saying, love you, Brad. And he said, love you, Griff. Oh, and then I went, wait a second, we did go to camp together? Then I started like doing the Kaiser Soze. And realizing oh, the dream like, made pretty, no sense. Sure, right, right, yeah. right. Wait a second, but he was already in Wedding Crashers. <laughs> when you were in camp, you yeah, saw Wedding Crashers. Right, I was like, camp. I saw Wedding Crashers at camp. Like, I was like tying the whole thing together. <laughs> well, we've started Kobayashi off by yeah, he's praising James age. Corden and yeah. talking about camp. Yeah, everyone's turned off this episode and then burned their device. <laughs> <laughs> People are bleaching their iPhones. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, of course, it is the Blanky Awards. The what? The yeah. fourth annual? Yeah, that's right. The fourth annual Blanky Awards where we honor the best in what we consider to be the best. That's right. The best of our best. Mm-hmm. Blanky Awards we have with us as always, Reading Rain Jojo Reed himself. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah. That was my really sweaty attempt when I wanted everyone on our trivia team to have a nickname. I do remember that, yeah. Reading Rain Joe. What was you, mine? You were Stone Cold Sims. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Which Stone Cold. Jamesy Newman. Was point. it James? I thought it was he Sam. He came once and you were so James quick on the draw. Once, yeah. He yeah. went Stone Cold. Yeah, all right. For some reason, I thought that was Sam, but okay. Maybe it was. I, both of them use it. Sam used to use it. That's for sure. Both of them maybe still James refer to you it. as Stone, Stone Cold. Cold. Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, Stone Cold Sam's. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then, of course, producer Ben, aka the Ben Deucer, aka the Poet Laureate, aka the Haas, aka producer Ben, aka Mr. Positive, aka Mr. Positive, aka the Peeper, aka Hello Fennel, aka the Fuckmaster, aka the Tiebreaker, aka the Kamesh, aka the Booker, aka Sokin oh, White Booker. Benny. That yeah, happened. We're bringing it my... back. Aka White Hot Benny, aka uh, Dirtbag Benny, aka uh, uh, I don't know. It graduated different titles over the course of different many series, such as Kylo Ben, Free Spring, No Ben, I Shall One Ben, Say It, Save Anything, that that that. Ayla Ben's with a dollar sign. Uh, uh, Benantine the Fennel Maker, uh, Perdue Bane. Uh, which one? Warhaz. Warhaz. Uh, right. Uh, uh, Benglish. Uh, Mr. Ben Credible. Sure. Uh, the uh, fucking I don't know. Uh, you drank Ben Hosley. Hey, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I don't know. Is that what everything? I love about hey, this podcast thing. is that no bit stays retired. No, that bit isn't retired. It's just sort of like. It's in retirement. Like, it's in a retirement It's an emeritus home. kind sure, of a thing. Exactly. It might come out once in a while. Yeah. It's Jeff Conway season four of Taxi. <laughs> you really <laughs> sure love in Taxi. I'm sure right now, right? Jam yeah. pleases. I literally, I walk around now just jamming to Angela, theme from Taxi <laughs> on loop. <laughs> See, my uh, chill out show right now is Star Trek Voyager on okay. Netflix. So oh. it's Kess from Star Trek Voyager. The other thing I do is she, I, you know, I left. walk around my house she doing Judd Hirsch impressions now. That's great. Ah, oh, come on, Louis. Stop giving him such a tough time. He's a nice boy. So is Judd Hirsch just like a slightly more working class version of your dad? Is that what that is? No, but it's a very fast. And there's yeah, a very fast, very song. Fast. Hey, come on, Louis. Come on. Luck is trying here. In one year's time, I will be in the Five Timers Club. So now wow. I'm going to be insufferable for the next 12 months we as I anticipate. Made. We or should a get t-shirt or timers. something. We should make a Five Timers Club t-shirt and then sell, them sell it on Public, but exclusively to people who are in the Five <laughs> Timers say. Club. Yeah. We protect it up the wazoo. It's password protected. Right. Um, we've got lots of categories to do, I assume. Yeah. Uh, we should quickly mention uh, Liam Neeson was fired as the host. <laughs> yes. We had announced that he was hosting the Blankies and then, uh, you know. Unfortunately, I, we look, we just don't want to deal with, with the devastating fallout of, of course, this horrifying story that happened, Cold Pursuit only opening for $10 million. <laughs> I asked him, Liam, Yeah, can you just, you can host, but just don't, can you not bring it up? Right. Literally don't tell that like, story for the sixth time. Okay. Just three times. <laughs> then he headbutted. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Then he got so pissed at getting fired that he's been roaming the streets looking yeah. for Griffin Newman. Holding a cosh. Like, yeah. That Robin Roberts interview is incredible because you're like, okay, he's ready to do right. like, damage control. Like, Look, I don't, I'm sorry. Right. That was and ridiculous. He's like, Robin, I'd like to tell the story again. <laughs> Verbatim? You're just telling it again? I fucking swear to God. Robin, here's so the story. Weird. Burn Boom. London to the ground. Burn London to the ground. Burn London to the ground. <sighs> Batman. He has a very particular set of skills. <laughs> Does he ever say Batman? He should. You're Batman. 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 I keep hearing about this. The last he says Mr. Wayne. He always yeah. says Mr. Mr. Wayne. Yes, he does. Mr. Wayne. Burn London to the ground. <laughs> what a year for movies. What a year for movies. movies. 2018. Ben, I mean, this might have been the most movies you've seen in a year. Yeah. You, over the last couple of months, have kept on going like, uh, guys, can we wrap up? I got to make it to like a 415 wildlife. <laughs> like, you were doing your due diligence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been dating. And I've been so, dating. You know, you go on so some movie I, dates. I went on some movie dates, but I, I saw a bunch of like uh, not dumb movies this year. You, you essentially had like a couple seats taped off at BAM. To yeah. go see whatever was playing that week with whoever you were dating that week. That's pretty much true. I have yeah. never been a movie date. I mentioned this on my podcast yeah. the other day. I've, I've rarely 
will go on movie dates for whatever reason. But so the ones that I have really like stick out. In it's my not mind. great for a date because no, sit quietly, no. But I, um, I only you know, go there's something to talk about. I go see movies when I'm seriously dating a person because yeah, at that right. point I'm like, we yeah. can handle if we disagree on this movie. Mm-hmm. On a first date, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I have actively gotten mad at people who have seen a movie with me and we're like, and we don't and you diverge. Right. We diverge <laughs> yes. on exiting the theater. Right, I've gotten tough. mad at someone for saying the wrong thing as we're leaving. Yeah. Like where I was like, that was too flippant. Like, no, no, no. We have to sit in this. Right. You know? My thing is, though, is like after the relationship ends. So now, so we talked about uh, Ricky and the Flash on my podcast the yes, other day. Sure. And so now every time I see Ricky and the Flash, I think of this guy. Who, who gets custody of the movie. No longer dating right, now. Sure. But it's like, it's like these like wistful sort of just like, oh, you, you th- remember. Right. This was, you were dating John Cougar Mellencamp I was at the time. John right? Cougar Mellencamp at the yeah. time. So. Yes. Yeah. 2018. As usual, by the time this episode rolls around every uh-huh. year, I am so sick of all these movies Me and too. I never want to discuss it again. The Oscar discourse is always poison, but this year it's like Oof. triple poison. I also feel this thing at the this end. This year it's like one drop and you're dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's like the chemical that Scarecrow puts in the water at Gotham and Batman Begins. Uh, burn London to the ground. Mm. Uh, it does feel yeah, like. Gotham to the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, every year there's the thing where like end of December I'm going like working overtime trying to fill in sure, all the gaps sure, sure, sure. and then first week of January I'm like I'm still at this I need to have no blind spots going into the yeah. blankies and then by the second week of January I'm like I never want to see a 2018 exactly. movie ever I hit a again. brick wall and right. I'm like yeah. you know what give me escape Eternity's plan. Gate yeah. you, you, not no. escape plan escape room right give me that fucking right. escape like, room I haven't seen oh. Eternity's Gate because I was Comfort like I gotta brain. see Serenity I gotta see Escape Room mm-hmm. you know like, did you escape no, the room I, told, I, I did I escaped the room great movie that movie rules have you seen that I know I have not but I've heard <sighs> good things they better make 28 of them <laughs> They, they better. Should. They need to. It's doing really to. well overseas. That was the reception that I feel like Happy Death Day got. Yeah. The, what last year, two years ago, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now, I feel like that. But that feeling doesn't last long. Like I couldn't be less interested in Happy. The Death Day ending too. of this Happy thing Death Day to you, fucking rules. Does it really? Rules. I saw it last really? night. It's Primer, but a teen <laughs> slasher movie. Well, look, I swear to God. <laughs> It's not quite as good as Happy Death Day, yeah. but it's great. We it's, agree. 2019, the year of no bad movies. Every movie in 2019 is good. What, what, David, when, everybody's going to be... is the eighth best film of 2019. Everybody's going to be comparing that movie to Primer. I don't understand why you feel like yeah. you can be so... I, giving yourself I, credit for it's that. It's one of those things where like an hour into the movie, I was like, this movie's like Primer. And then I was like, I want to tweet that. And then I'm just sitting there being like, I already know what I'm going to say. Can I tweet that? Can I leave? Like, you know, like. I just want to say the last 15 minutes of Escape Room are so goddamn good Mm. and genuinely, in a a non nerd way, give you the thrill of like Nick Fury showing up at the end of Iron Man. The ending of Escape Room is kind of amazing. Right. Because they just immediately go, like, we're not ending this like a horror film. We're ending this like the greatest cinematic franchise of all time. And they build it out in a way where you're like, well, now I have to see 20 of these. I also love that girl who is in the Netflix Lost in Space. I forget her name, but the, the lead. Who uh, I worked with is a lovely actress. Oh, really? In a movie. I, one of the many films I've made that will probably never be released. Never be released. Sure. For non-controversial reasons. For the controversial reason of no one liked it enough. <laughs> Taylor Russell. She's a wonderful Russell, actress. That's her name. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, I knew her from the Netflix Lost in Space, which yeah. was kind of bad, but whatever. You didn't know her from Hot Air? I didn't you see, see Coogan, Hot Air. Taylor see Russell, Griffin, Newman, Joy. Will never happen. Give me a DVD. It will never happen. Guess what I play? 
the intern. I'm the yeah. assistant. <laughs> Panic You're assistant. Steve Coogan's assistant. Yeah, I know. I wear a tie. You told me like eight Steve Coogan stories, which is all I wanted. You, yeah. you mostly did that movie to tell me a few Steve Coogan stories. I did. I also had a cold during the entirety of that oh, movie. No. Well, it was right after The Tick, right? Yeah. Like, it was after season one? Yeah, it was. A, it, it, right. Yeah. yeah. Look, anyway. We got to start. We got to start. Okay. A lot of that was If someone came out and just read the script that we just said verbatim at yeah. the real Oscars, they'd kill. Yeah, I don't know what ABC is talking about. Why did they cut all, all our time for chit chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What this if would rule? What if they were like? Type I've been listening hours. to the taxi theme song a lot. Like the people just sitting there in stunned silence. It's, no, like, it's Paul Schrader lights himself on fire. Academy it's, President John Bailey just reading a transcript. That, it's of that the script on the prompter as Julia Roberts is going scroll through, scroll through, yeah. scroll through, scroll, scroll through. through, keep going. Yeah. God. All right. Are we starting with Best Supporting Actor like we usually do? I think we do. Let's do it. Best Supporting Actor of the Year. Who's presenting? Our winners from last year. Our winners from last year. Griffin, your winner was Patrick Stewart and Logan. Of course it was. (laughs) (laughs) Who would be a fun presenter? Yeah. Yeah. Gravitas. Yes. My winner was the obvious winner. Willem Dafoe in the Florida Project. The best performance of last year. One of the most enduring movies. It's an opinion. Uh, (laughs) Your winner was Michael Stolbarg. Call me by your name. This is a good three. It's a good trio. The Wrecking Crew. The yeah. Wolf Pack. <laughs> the, the, the Wolf Pack, yes. The Wolf Pack is back. The three of them classic, like classic Camp Buddy pack. Brad. Yeah. character actors. Yeah. Um, okay. And Willem Dafoe was also the Reddit winner. Okay, so Patrick Stewart comes out and he's doing his famous quadruple take. Michael Stahlberg is, is speaking. Stahlberg is speaking a very crisp diction. Mm-hmm. And Willem Dafoe is eating a live rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and they are presenting Best Supporting Actor. And they read off my nominees for best well, supporting reads actor. Off your Patrick reads it off yeah. after doing the quadruple tw- take, the rarely seen quadruple take. And the nominees for best supporting actor, and just a, pre- a preface, I'm going wild this year, baby. My nominees oh, wow. for best supporting actor are Brendan Gleason for Paddington 2. Wow. Great. We're starting off Great right performance. there. Aren't we? Richard E. Grant in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yeah, yeah. Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. Tim Blake Nelson in The Ballad of Buster Scruggs and Corey Hawkins for Black Klansman. Great scene. Uh, it's a great that scene. That is a great scene. Plays uh, Kwame Ture. It's a great scene. An incredible scene. This is what I love about your nominations, Griffin. You make me think. You make me realize that like there are performances that I hadn't considered. I'm going outside. Stick up for performances that I'm, like. I'm all for it. Also, Griff was a grump about 2018, so I feel like ah. your faves are going to be. I love my faves this year. I'll yeah, say right. this. I was a grump about more movies this year, but the things I love, ooh, I'm going to the mat. Um, right. For me, 2018 was the, I loved a few movies, and I liked a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of movies, but um, only a few loves. Anyway, say Joe, this in the voice. Ahead. Oh, no. Okay, so now right, Michael so, Stahlberg stepping up. Yeah. Yeah, Stuhlbarg, Stuhlbarg takes sitting. a second he's to get sitting. real. He's, yeah, he sits down because we're going to take a second. Sits down on a comfortable level. This is here. tough. I had seven that yeah. I couldn't budge from forever. You were tweeting the other night, and I'll say one of the seven that you were tweeting, you didn't know who to cut. I would argue that one of those seven was a lead contender. So I'm curious to see oh, if you kept we're going to have this not. argument, but okay. We're going to have a lot of category arguments. Um, Just what I, I figured love. because <laughs> category argument. two of these people <laughs> have been talked about a lot. Two of these people are Oscar nominees that I feel like. Okay. They've got their due. Sam Elliott in Stars Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me? I'm going to leave them aside. Because you want to fight for your guys. I want to fight for my guys. Uh, I got Josh Hamilton in Eighth Grade. Great Great performer. I got Brian Tyree Henry in If Beale Street Could Talk. Great performance. Nikki Holtz in The Favorite. Nicholas. Nicholas I call him Nicholas. For a second, I thought you meant Nicola Holtz (laughs) from Transformers. Push me, Nicholas Holtz, is to quote Rebecca Bonas. (laughs) Uh, 
Alex Wolf in Hereditary, who's the one Great we're going to argue about, mm-hmm. I imagine. Mm-hmm. And then Steven Yun in Burning. Yeah, I mean, a gentleman's fight. Great five. Stone Cold. This Wolf is, is not a lead, I don't think. I think he's a lead. Because he's not, um, no no one's a lead in that movie except for Tony Cole. I That's, think there are two leads, yeah. and we will get to that later. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. All right. Okay, Defoe My takes five. Yeah. Sam Elliott mm-hmm. in A Star is Born. I've heard of it. Yeah. As the titular By the way, star. this is yes. going to be the me yelling about A yes. Star is Born, because I'm yes. enraged at this point. Apologies to my camp buddy, Brad. <laughs> Stephen Young in Burning, mm-hmm. Michael G. B. Michael G. Borden, Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther, cool. Brian Tyree Henry in If Beale Street Could Talk, and Hugh Grant in Paddington too. It's an obvious five. I mean, there's a zillion others I could pick there. Yeah. And I'd like to read the Blankies uh, have put together their nominees this year. Uh, kindly submitted to me by Emilio Diaz uh, from the subreddit. Their Best Supporting Actor nominees are Sam Elliott, Star is Born, yep. Brian Tyree Henry, If Beale Street Could Talk, yep. Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther, Steve Young, Burning. Daniel Kaluuya, Widows. Daniel Kaluuya, Widows is one of those where very it's good. like, I yeah. want it in there. Yeah. yeah. It's very uh, good. Where the fuck is Grant? Where the fuck is Hugh Grant? Where the fuck is... I, you oh, know, you Mike know Paddington me. Yeah. But I what, gave that spot to Gleason. Gleason's great in that movie. That once, the scene, you know, the pivotal mm-hmm. Gleason scene where he turns yeah. is one of the, I don't know, and here's my 40 t- best scenes of any film. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like, right. right? Not since the train came into the station. <laughs> right. 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 Not since the workers left the I mean, the like, factory. you're just a steps. And if then you're doing an NBA uh, comp, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Julius Irving, like Moses Malone, like it's in the top 50. <laughs> right. Okay, here's my argument Muggsy for Muggsy Bogues, for we just going to throw out names of yes. players? Yeah. Here's my argument for Gleason over Grant, okay? Because I knew that was going to be my hottest take this year. My argument for Gleason over Grant is he plays a character named Knuckles McGinty, end of argument. <laughs> What a great argument we just no, had. No, here's my actual argument, okay? I watched the film a second time with my family on Christmas Day. I've seen the film, I think, five times. I had to arm wrestle my family into watching it. Sure. They thought, this is some Griffin bullshit. Right. Since then, my to family- To be fair to your family, it's some on Griffin the surface, bullshit. it seems like some Griffin Agreed. bullshit. Agreed. I had yeah. to argue, this isn't only, this is not exclusively some Griffin transcends bullshit. transcends the usual Griffin bullshit. Right. Yeah. We watched it on Christmas. My whole family is into it. They can't stop talking about the deuce. Yeah. That's what they call it, the Deuce P2. Me too. Everyone in my family is incensed that it got zero nominations. But I was rewatching the film, and I was trying to pick, okay, am I going to go Gleason or Grant on this rewatch? And I said, here's the thing I got to give Gleason the edge for. This is an impossible balancing act he does, which is you genuinely believe that he is a dangerous convict. Sure. There is actual menace to this performance right. and tension that he might murder Paddington. <laughs> And what would that it, even I'm look not like? really afraid that he's going to murder. Never goes too far in Better a Better Call Priest is one of the best like one-liners in that movie, yeah. though. Yeah. When you introduce him in that movie, you go, this guy's probably in prison for murder, yeah. right? And somehow he doesn't ruin the entire movie by bringing too much intensity. He's walking a fine line, and he's, he's making a so. sweet marmalade. He's making a sweet marmalade. I think he's great. It's just that Hugh Grant, like, it's just one of those things where he's he comes into the movie, he's yeah. a boss bitch, He's, it's a skill piece. He's, he's doing playing, a lot of bits. He's, he does like 18 monologues right. in various characters. But he's also playing a man, that man's vulnerability so well. Yes. Like from minute one, from when Paddington says the thing to him on stage. Yeah. Uh, it is obviously an amazing meta commentary on Hugh Grant. Yes. And oh, yeah. then at the end of the movie, he's like, why don't I just do a Sondheim number? Right. In case you forgot that I'm incredible in this. I'll say this. This is a year where... There are no nominees presented by either of you or the blankies that I disagree with. Yeah. These would be my next like eight people. Like Hamilton, 
Grant, Elliot, yeah. Tyree Henry, like these would all be my next bunch. This year had too many good supporting actor performances, and I chose to double down and fight for my guys. Listen, and also counterpoint, say the Oscars, Sam Rockwell and Vice. Like, there's none of that bullshit in this room. I'm shaking right. my head. None of that in this room. None of I'm SMHing over here because now. I think all three of us agree. Sam Rockwell Vice does what he's asked to do for well. a minute and a half. It's yeah, a funny, thank you. Okay. It's a, a funny scene. The, his yeah. two scenes are funny he that does I remember. It well. But it's not even that impressive of a W impersonation. No, I think it's good. It's okay. But, but it's like, it, for that performance to be that small in yeah. a movie that's that sloppy, yeah. it has to be transcendent. Yeah. For me to go, that deserves a slot in the five. Yeah. Get out of town. Well, Get wait, out of the uh, town. Out who, of the is whole the, town. who is the very obvious snub that, like, the Oscar? Who well, is, like, it was, it was Chalamet there. who you did not like. But, right. like, there's God, a whole. A they a snubbed whole the guy you wanted of, uh, to get left out for the other guy you wanted no but there him. was someone I was rooting for to sort of um, well Michael B. Was, Jordan well, was everybody was sort of Jordan holding out hope the one, right, we were all holding out hope that for some reason didn't catch fire and by the way I still think he might happen. win I know I made that prediction a couple months back I still think he might win that's holding out I love Richie Grant to be yeah. clear I think that's oh, a yeah. great performance a gentleman's um, I uh Sam Elliott, I swear to God. Richard E. Grant I, has been the only person who feels it. like has been making award season better for their presence yes. in it. Everybody else who's been make, getting attention, he, it's been for negative he's ways. He's the Paddington of Oscar season. Like, you he feel is. like he's improving everyone he touches. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I know. I, I, I like it. He's kind and polite. He makes everything right. Uh, who's your winner? My winner is <clears throat> Tim Blake Nelson. Oh, well, then shout him out. Then. Yeah. Give him a, you know. So you want to talk about like your I argument. I think he's great in that. You're, Love him. First of all, pure supporting performance. Of course. Right? Because it's like one segment in the film. Well, every one of that movie is a supporting right. performance. Right. Right. Yeah. But what I love about this performance is it's kind of my Grant argument where you go like, I feel like I take Tim Blake Nelson for granted because I always go, well, he's just this weirdo type yeah. and he comes in and he's a good flavor. Yeah. He's like a seasoning on the dish. I listened to his WTF mm. and like totally You're forgot. You locked the gates? I locked the gates with TBN. I had to think. Right. And like, I totally forgot that he's like a Juilliard trained, like hyper intellectual Oklahoma Jew. Right. Who sounds nothing like his characters. Right. He's not like, oh, how you doing, Mark? All you get is dirty. Right. It's my favorite Tim Blake Nelson line in Minority Report. Yes. Dig up the past. All you get is dirty. Right. Because he so often plays like slow creeps, which he does really well. I think the first time I knew of him was Oh Brother. I'm trying to think if I had seen him. That was his first really big acting. Yeah, that's the first thing I remember. He was mostly a playwright and a director and (laughs) everything before that. But um, I was just listening to him talk about Buster Scruggs, and he was just underlying, not in like patting himself on the back way, but he was talking about why it's hard to work with the Coens. Oh, yeah. And he was like, their language is super, super flowery. Of course. And super specific. Yeah. They kind of need people who are theatrically trained because you really need to understand the rhythms of it. I had to learn guitar from scratch because I'm actually playing guitar in all those scenes. I had to horseback ride. I had to skill shoot. The shooting. Yeah. And I was like, I had to wow. turn into an angel and float into the sky. Right. Yeah. He had to, yeah, he had to do all that in camera. Yeah. But I was watching that performance and laughing for 10 straight minutes. I was like, this is the funniest thing anyone's done in years. And then I listened to this podcast and I was like, I was not appreciating how much work went into that. Yeah. And once again, what an impossible line he's towing. He's playing a guy who's so casual. He's right. just like, well, yeah, I'm Buster Scruggs. But his language is all those monologues. He yeah. Does. Oh, so he's in great. such control and all the movie. fucking physicality of him. I mean, the bit with him fucking hitting the slat in the table. I mean, that's like all this so shit is incredible. Like I just think it's a meticulous, technically like impeccable performance that also was the funniest thing I've seen. I can't wait to see Tim on stage next year. Yeah. Presenting this award. It's going to be great. Who's your winner? 
So mine was tough between, first of all, I think I am on the road to making Nicholas Holt the Amy Adams of the Blankies. Sure. I'm going to keep nominating he's him, but he's not quite the win yet. Yeah. Um, you did give him the win no, for won. Mad Max. Oh, I did. You gave him the Mad Max. Never I mind. that. He got it first out of the gate. He yeah. was the, someone who was, won their first nomination. Yeah. I don't know. Alicia Vikander? Alicia Vikander. Yeah. This is my Alicia Vikander. That was the As other part of my dream. Say. My other part of my dream was that Alicia Vikander was going to win again. And we were all like, how did that happen twice? It's like, oof. Okay. Because it was like for like the Danish girl part two. She should win for Tomb Raider. She should. That's a great performance. She's going to win. That's maybe number eight on my list. It's a color puzzle. It's a color puzzle. (laughs) Joe, who's your winner? Uh, Mine is Alex Wolf for Hereditary. Okay. Interesting. Do we want to talk about this now or do we want to talk about this when uh, when you bring up your lead actors? Maybe. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, My winner is Stephen Young for Burning, um, which is. Such a good performance. Yeah. Maybe the performance of the year. Like an actor I've always thought was fine. Like, Did you watch Walking Dead? Walked, watched Walking Dead okay. for he's many very, years because of my job so in the content industry. Sure. Yeah. Very likable on Walking Dead, but I was never like, this is a fucking actor. This is an right. actor, right. And his oh, uh, spoiler nice. scene in Burning is the greatest. I've never seen anyone play spoilering that well. Sure. Oh, yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Sure. Never. It's really well done. I sure. can't believe it's it. It's really well done. 18 million emotions go across his eyes. Yes. This is a guy who has been so remote that you're like, is he just like a rich jerk or is he a psychopath? Yeah. Like, right. And he's been playing that, you know, mm-hmm. keeping you guessing. So, And then at the end of the movie, you're just like, holy shit. Like he, everything is suddenly coming to the surface with this guy. That, yeah. It's a very good point. I'll say this. I, I never watched Walking Dead, so sure. I've only been introduced to him. He's in, in like Okja and like right, the all supporting these roles. Like, this guy's really interesting, but everyone else is mostly talking about his performances through the prism of like, oh, it's so different than Glenn. Right. 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 I walked out of burning. <laughs> I had such a conundrum of just like, am I just really attracted to Steven Yun or is he the greatest he actor? Is, oh, he is and you know what? It's very, both very of them. handsome. He, and he uses it so my well. Burning oh, review, my burning review He's, got incredible traffic on the Atlantic, which is weird for a, you know, yeah. arty South Korean film that's uh-huh. almost three hours long. And I'm certain it's because I picked a very sexy picture of Steven Yun. There's like, no the, shortage you know, of those I mean, two. But you would, that's another one where you watch The Walking Dead and it's just like, I'm not hot for Glenn. Like, I don't understand. And then you watch sure. Burning and I'm you're just like, I'm a little hot for Glenn. Now I am. I mean, Call like, me maybe Lauren retroactively. <laughs> retroactively. I think that's the one he's with. Yeah. Yes. You're, yes. All right. Uh, and the Blankies chose Daniel Kaluuya. Well, he's fantastic yeah. in that movie. I mean, he. He's good at staring at folks. Yeah. He's good at staring at little, folks, yeah, yeah. but he's also like, he is so good at, like, like that could just be a one dimensional Terminator. And instead I like, I mean this, that's my, we'll, we'll get to it. It's a movie. I really love this year. The one dimensional Terminator. It's a great movie. What yeah. a great... Terminator flatland. <laughs> um, just like he's bored. He's not into this. Yeah. He hates it's, it. He's, he's not it. into it. That's right. the, the him going to yeah. watch TV while they attack. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, it's I don't know why like, you want to do politics. There's he, no joy left for him. Yeah. And he's yeah. just like back. For, he, he's he's ruined, you know, from war and from whatever else has happened to him. Mm-hmm. And he's bored to shit. Yeah. And he's trying to make it interesting every time that he has to do a scary thing. Yeah. And you can see him being like, eh, I'm kind of half into this. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, he's finally excited. And that's what doesn't mean. Anyway. All right. Best, best supporting, supporting actress. actress. Hey, here are last year's winners. Okay. Griffin Newman selected Holly Hunter in the big sick. Classic Griff pick. AKA yeah. Griffin's mom. Repping my mom. Southern style. <laughs> yep. Um, 
David Sims picked Lori Metcalf, as did Joe Reed yeah. and the Blankies. Yeah, Lori, triple win. The year of the mom. One <laughs> of the great performances. Agreed, which only has been topped by her work on the Connors this True. season. My nominees for Best Supporting She's Actress. She has, I'm not joking. Yeah. My nominees for Best Supporting Actress are <clears throat> Haley Lou Richardson, Support the Girls. She's so good at that. Movie. Dolly Wells, Can You Ever Forgive Me? A performance oh, everyone should be She's talking great. about. Great Zoe Kazan, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Elizabeth Debicki in Widows, and Sakura Andu in Shoplifters. That's the lead performance, well, my friend. Well, that's my one category where I'm being a little tricky. <laughs> You're being tricky because that's a lead performance. I'd argue it's an ensemble film, much like you're arguing with the Hereditary. parents are the leads. I would argue the dad's the lead and everyone else is supporting. If she wasn't with the cops at the end, I'd be with you, but no. She's the but lead the problem the is... Her with the cops at the end is what gets her the nomination. Yeah, she's the lead. Catch 22. Catch 22. We'll talk about her later. Okay. In lead. Action. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. If you guys are ready to argue about lead versus supporting, do I have a lineup for you? Oh, we got we got some. Okay, ready? Supporting actress. Let's go. Supporting actress, Olivia Coleman in The Favorite. She Throwing was my number there. six. I, if I put her in, she was going to be in supporting. So I agree 100%. We'll talk about it in a second. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Debicki in Widows. Mm-hmm. Regina King and If Beale Street Could Talk. Mm-hmm. Molly Parker and Madeline's Madeline. Great performance. Joe yeah. Pick. Great performance. Very Joe Classic Pick. Joe Classic Pick. Classic performance. Classic Joe Pick, in the fo- even to the point that I don't know if I even love the movie. But, but you love She's fantastic. I love that movie. Yeah. Rachel Weiss in The Favorite. Mm-hmm. She rules. Coleman, Coleman, Debicki, King, Parker, Rachel Weiss. Okay. There I got go. Elizabeth Debicki in Widows. Yes. Mm-hmm. The three for The only yeah. one. Okay. The only one. Haley R- Lou Richardson in Support the Girl. Okay. Regina King and If Beale Street Could Talk. Mm-hmm. Blake Lively in A Simple Favor. Wow. There you go. Wow. And, and Michelle Yeoh in Crazy Rich uh, Asians. That's a great one, too. Are you going to arrest David for stealing two Joe picks for <laughs> I, his own category? Those are t- re- two very Joe-esque Those are two real Joe picks. Here's yeah. the thing, though. Well, no, because I love The Shallows. I was going to say, like, Blake had never been... I had never been on the Blake train. No. But The Shallows, yeah. I sort of... I bought like a one way ticket. You know, I was but like, the shallows take a, isn't take exactly a, a performance. Like, now I have like a season pass. I would disagree. I think, I mean, sure. obviously, the masterful directing of Jean Claude Sarah, but I also think that, that that's an incredible performance. That was the first time sure. I believed in her as an acting. She's good, but I, I feel like the thing about the shallows is like, also, the shark jumping out of shallow water and like eating that person, like. Oh, well, and also, rules. guys, yeah. look, it's it's 2019. Okay, we shouldn't be talking about this because we're far from the shallows. Yes, now. it's true. Uh, best supporting actress. We're far from the it's, shallows. Now. The law. Yeah. There's no doubt in the shallows. Uh, uh, the uh, best supporting actress as uh, chosen by the blankies, Elizabeth Debicki and Widows. The only person the four that, for four. all four. Regina King amazing. at Beale Street could talk. Haley Lou Richardson support the girls. Emma Stone the favorite. Rachel Vice the favorite. Great I should say Haley Lee Richardson was a close sixth on mine. So star she is. It's it's deceptively good too because it's it's surfacey. It's just like oh she's yep. just very bubbly, right? Right. And like that. I mean, obviously the scene where she pops out of the back door and sets off the little pop gun uh, so next funny. to Regina Hall is took me by such surprise. I cackled. I in delight. Well, and here's like the metric a child. I use to argue for the the skill of that performance. It's a very well-written film. Yes. Right? Andrew Brzezowski, very good writer. But that is a no, performance no. where you could hire someone who was just bubbly and they would service the film well. Right. That character does not need to be played as skillfully as it is. Everything that elevates that character is what she's contributing to the film. And you and, look at her in that last scene where they're all up on the roof. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, it's so good. And it's also, I hate actors who clearly play unintelligent or unsophisticated characters with 
condescension. Yes. You can tell, I think this character is dumb. And she is clearly locked into what is great about this person mm-hmm. who just sees world, the world so clearly and so joyously mm-hmm. around her. It's a wonderful performance. She's the movie star of tomorrow. Is she your winner? She is not. Who's your winner? My winner is Sakura Andu for Shoplifter. Okay. Incredible performance. Category fraud. Incredible but that final scene, that's the performance of the year for me. It's that final scene with her talking to the police, <laughs> when she starts rubbing her face, it blew my mind because I go, how does any actor come up with that choice? The best scene of like in a movie this year, beating the marmalade scene, where she hugs the girl. Yes, this is what love feels. Yeah. Oh boy, I need I need a break. That's an incredible <laughs> performance, and yeah. I'm being tricky and I'm giving her best crying. supporting actress because I want to give her an award. You're a fucking trick. I'm a so fucking trick. Do we use the debicki of it all here to talk about why widows didn't do it? We, yeah, we, we don't come up season, more we'll, certainly on this episode, more, knowing that two of you are so yeah. mad. Yeah. Um, so I think that movie is too frosty for people yeah. or some people. It's yeah. too Michael Manny. Um, yeah. And um, McQueen's never going to be all that populist. But don't you feel sure. like this is him being popular? They, right. This is his. This is his version of it. Don't you think they, uh, uh, Fox Searchlight, who are usually very smart about these things, mm. kind of settled on the boast of it's the not worst. Fox it's Fox. Oh, it's Fox. It's Big Fox. Yeah. Big Fox. So that's maybe the key. Because they did a sort of like uh, neither nor kind of yes, uh, worst of both worlds the marketing, marketing campaign. Because the marketing was like dark and intense right. and like big block letters and, you know, yeah. a lot of like washed up black backgrounds with right. just actors. And you know, like you're yeah. like, what is this? But I also on? think they made it look like for mainstream audiences, it was like this looks like too heady and like some Oscar bullshit. And for Oscar people, it looked too much like a, a, a genre. thriller. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like there is a world in which they could have just really put together a uh, false uh, advertising campaign for that movie and gotten a $20 million opening weekend. Maybe. And it would have dropped like a stone afterwards, but it would have ended up with a higher total. Yeah. It would have gotten more people to see it. Where do you think it ended? Or I think they could have platformed it. Where do I think it ended? Yeah, they probably should. 45? Yeah, 42. Uh, it's too bad. Anyway, Widow's fucking rules. We're going to be talking about Widow's a lot, but who's your winner? Tabiki comes close, but it's Vice. It's Rachel Vice. She's the Crazy best person. She's the best performance in the favorite. She's so incredibly watchable and funny, but like not ever. You never see her going for the joke, but she's so so that's freaking a good, funny in that. Good way of putting. Romley saw the favorite and just said, "So she's just the coolest person in the she's world." So and I was like, cool. "That's pretty much a good summation." When, also, of when it. you dress her that way too, yeah. you know, it's like, whew. but just everything she does is cool. I'm so glad she has endured. Yes. Like I was really icon. worried she was going to be the one of the three left out when I saw that movie. Me too. Me too. But um, it also feels like when... It's only her second Oscar nominee. Right. Yeah. When Which she got crazy. nominated and won for Constant Gardner, that yeah. felt like a comeback because it was like, oh, that lady from The Mummy? Mm-hmm. She sort of disappeared for a couple of years. Yep. And Still a weird win. A very it weird is. win. Well, it's weird. It's a weird sweep. She like swept that Yeah, year. she was yeah. the winner. She was like, almost immediately, everyone was like, it's it was, her. And the thing odd. about that yeah. year was it was a lot of new, it was, it was Vice's first. Amy like, Adams. Amy Adams is first. Yeah. Um, wait, there was a third. Uh, Michelle Williams is first. Oh, right. All that yeah. year. And yeah. it's, and it was the whole, the, in the early stages, it was like, oh, who of this sort of, and Keener was nominated right. that year. And it's like, who of this like mass of like interesting, yes. uh, newish sort of presences on the Oscar stage, yeah. at least. I don't is think going anyone was predicting Vice and then Vice won literally everything. 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 Um, it does feel like she was one of those people where you go, ooh, this is someone who might fall prey to the best supporting actress curse. And then she's had a robust career. And she's, she's consistently a lot of great done directors. interesting fucking work since winning an Oscar. Yep. My winner's Elizabeth Vicky. Yeah. What a performance. She's 
the gun show scene and the fucking the auction also scene. Chose yeah. Elizabeth the that, I mean, I fought so hard for that at the Critics Circle. That last, and, um, oh, I wish. Oh, and I that's would, a real Star Is Born performance. Yeah. I mean, we're obviously hit people. We've been wise to Becky for a while, but this is oh, one yeah. of those performances where you go like, you can't fucking deny this thing. Well, She's I'm a powerhouse. I'm trying to think of the first thing I remember seeing her in because it was before Gatsby. Was what Gatsby. I remember seeing I think her Gatsby. first. Gatsby. The first thing That's what her. it was. Yeah, and, and where I was like, "Who is that?" Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, but like, how tall is man she? Man from Uncle, she's fantastic. Oh, she's mm-hmm. my height. Uh, Guardians, she's fantastic. Rules and so Guardians. And Guardians. People yeah. don't stand for Incredible that legend. Incredible in the tale this year. Incredible yeah. performance. Yeah. A very difficult performance now. Uh, Night Manager. Yeah. Night Manager. She's That's amazing. Great. I mean. That, that, shot of, that show didn't have enough night management. But that's and apart from that, she <laughs> so was for my taste. She and Hollander, I think, are the highlights of Night Manager. Like everybody's good in that. Everyone's like, I forget who tweeted this, and and someone retroactively apl- apply the credit where credit is due. But one of our critic friends tweeted after Widows. One of the reasons why Widows rule so hard is it's the first movie to just let Elizabeth the Bicky be six foot three. Yeah, right. Let her be tall. Yeah. Right. Because I remember James watching The Night Manager and being like, this Elizabeth Debicki, she's the next movie star, but how do you put her in movies when she's that tall? What do you do with her? Right. And Steve McQueen was like, just let her be that tall. She's a tall, fragile bird in this movie oh, that becomes the, uh, uh, strong. She's so just want to say bird. some other things. One, Lucas Haas is amazing in Widows. Agreed. He didn't make yeah. my list, but it's a, a, great, a, performance. It's a great performance and yeah. a crucial and character. And what a surprise. A crucial character. With that yes. many big movie stars like on the poster, you don't expect Haas to get that much of a, a meaty role. I remember Mike, kill it. Mike Ryan telling me that when he interviewed Steve McQueen, who is a famously can be tetchy in an interview, you know, can be like. Well, he's a garbage man. Uh, New York Mike Ryan said something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I want, oh, you right. People can look that up. Armand uh, White called him a garbage yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I want to um, make it clear that I'm not calling yeah, him. Yeah, I know, I know. I think Mike he's a fine Ryan, director. Yeah, he's a great director. Uh, Mike Ryan brought up the Lucas Haas thing, and Steve McQueen was like, no one has asked me about him. He is so important. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so happy. You know, it was Such like clapping. And was immediate. Anyway, uh, Blake Lively in a simple favor, people. Blake Lively. Hello. She's doing a lot. I will say the the praise for Blake Lively in that movie, because in my in my sort of gayer Twitter circles. Sure. People were, there was a lot of people on the, the Blake Lively train to the point where I was like, but Anna Kendrick, because I also think Anna, Kendrick, Anna Kendrick is in doing that movie. really good work Love and like her deceptively good work in that movie. But yeah, Lively is a glamorous fashion plate psycho. Like, <laughs> I, well put. I shamefully, as taking my bagel out of its bag an hour into this episode, <laughs> revealed that I still have not seen a simple. You got to see it. Oh, it's, it's good. Uh, simple favor. Sorry, Michelle Yeoh. I mean, like we stand a legend. We stand a legend. You know, it is. It's. It's sort of like what do you? You know, it's like an elegance performance. Like it's like a. She can do that shit in her sleep. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, you need the scene. The two. The two. The movie revolves around the, the opening scene of and the her, mahjong. Yeah. The, I would say the scene of her on the staircase, where she's sort of like, "You think you're winning me over, and you have failed." Yeah. You know, like you know where uh-huh. she says, "Like you will never be good enough." Right. Sure. And then, of course, the mahjong scene. But the opening, the fucking hotel opening, opening is, is fantastic. unbelievable. Fantastic. Yeah. Of course. Like, also, that's, yes. The fact that she's the only movie star in the world who could have done that performance with that amount of gravitas. star yeah. quality gravitas. She's the only person. Yes. And the movie is, in my opinion, and this is not like even that how to take, it's a romantic comedy about uh, um, fucking Constance Wu and Michelle Yeoh Agreed. falling for each other. Right. And that's why it ends with it's a good take. Henry Golding is literally just a puppet 
yeah. proposing with his mother's right. ring. Yeah. Like, you know, like that, the mother is proposing the, to her. The weakest element of that movie is the romance between Constance Doesn't matter. And Henry Doesn't matter. There's They're a million nice movies like right. that right. With, with girls who are like, mm. yeah. and that's what Golding's doing and that's all I need from him. Yeah. I need nothing else. I don't want drama from him. It's Henry a romantic comedy. Exactly. Oh. A romantic right. comedy. So we did all our winners? I just want to throw in Molly Parker for one second. Sure. We've, I love her. We've seen that character, that sort of like flighty, too too much of an actress actress character. Yeah, but she brings a a Molly Parker darkness to it that you you suspect her. You You're suspect saying she her. gives it an MPD. <laughs> it's an MPD. Yeah, it's a classic MPD. Classic MPD. Molly she's throwing a little MPD yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah, I don't know. She's she elevates so much of that. Character. She elevates. Yeah. yeah. She gets some air. She gets some air in that. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to do best actor? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Who are our winners last year? Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. The winners last year were for Griffin and David, Daniel Kaluuya Hells, in yeah. Get Out and Hells, the Blankies. Yeah, so good. And for Joe, Timothy, I was bad and beautiful boy <laughs> Chalamet <laughs> in Call Me By Your Name. Man. I know. I'm being mean. I think he's good in Beautiful Boy. I, think I don't even is. think he's not bad. I think, I think he's, he's actively good. I think I tweeted something like he's grading and mannered and someone replied to me like, the only way he's grading and mannered is when he says, please and thank you when the <laughs> waiter is offering him Parmesan. <laughs> to be fair. Great joke. Great joke. I mean, a, gr- a gentleman's joke. He's <laughs> stuck fair. in my head for months. A gorgeous <laughs> joke. <laughs> Go, what were you going to say, Joe? Um... I don't know. I think that's not a great movie that he's the one great part of. I like Carell in that movie. It's the, yeah. oh, I'm the only person that is with a his hill opinion. To die on. <laughs> I like him in that movie. I think he nails it. Wow. That movie is about how if you have money, it won't, you, money does not money can't stop help you. drug addiction. Yeah. Yes. Whereas like Ben is back, which is another kind of crummy movie on this topic, is about how like drug like addiction turns everyone into an addict. Like, right. you know, like, because it's about how Julia Roberts is behaving like an addict. She won't return her call. Like, you know what I right. mean? She's like doing Screaming weird shit. Screaming at people in town. Right. Yeah. And I like the theme of Ben and Back a little more. Ben is back a little more. Yeah. But I think Carell nails it. I just think Ben is boy was the best of the three. And for me, I don't even want to talk about the Ben is a beautiful boy erased. Yeah. Claire, Claire Foy narrates the whole thing in her. Uh, yeah. Beautiful her, Foy. Did you guys see Beautiful Foy? Beautiful Foy. <laughs> Bunch of beautiful boys. Okay, best actor. I'm going to make a shotgun decision because there's six people and I've had a tough time. So I'm going to ask that shotgun. you guys go. One of you goes first. All right. I'm going to continue the theme of category confusion. Mm-hmm. Mahershala Ali and Green Book. Wow. Throwing it down. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, it. I'll take that. I'll he's the lead. He's I mean, the lead. Yeah. But I, it's I mean, mostly Bingo the people don't like that more, movie, but I yeah, think yeah. he's great. I think you can't argue with his skill as an actor. He's great and in, in a very different way than he's right. great in Moonlight. Right. That movie is a disaster if he's not in it. Oh, fully. I think it's Vigo, almost a disaster uh, with him in it. It is a right. disaster right. with him right. in it. But I'm saying no one would go for that movie if he wasn't doing his he work. He brings so much integrity and here's to that the thing, movie. Vigo, and he's playing a character whose the integrity matters to him so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. Vigo's performance is good in that movie for what they're asking him to do. Fold but also, pizza and half and eat it. Yep. also, that movie would still work if, like, fucking, uh, you know... Uh, uh, the guy who played Vito in The Sopranos Andrew was Dice in that role? Clay? Yeah. I don't I'm fucking know. I'm trying to know. think of a joke that's mean, but someone I don't want to be mean to. Joe for. Reed on... Uh, just sure, play sure. that role. You mean if I was just like, hey, fuck you, I'm from the <laughs> right. Bronx, and I'm like driving a car, and so like if, that's the movie? If the movie was Sims and Mahershala Ali, right, right. it would still work as well as it does. Actual Mario from the video game? This yeah. is, yeah. I think, 
I think Vigo's good too, but it's, I think that performance a is a Mad TV character. It is. I yeah. mean, it is. It is. But then the thing is, the movie doesn't know how to reconcile any of that. Nick Valonga. Nick Valonga is. Oh, not you are headphones off. Wow, you know, watching David Sims be animated is such a treat. I have to say, listeners, People you don't, don't understand know. how much he does I, uh, Kermit I arms while talking. Great. Talk but it's hands. not. You don't talk with your hands. You talk with your elbows. I do. I do. Nick Valonga. The hands is are a byproduct. The, is the you know the son of Tony? McBride. I'm aware. But even that guy, I'm like, that's a fucking Sopranos chiseler background yeah. character. Yeah. Like, you're telling me that guy is real? Where he's like, yeah. hey, uh, I did a song about New York for the firefighters. Have you listened to his firefighters? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. I think it's Ben. Play it right now. I think it's so drop weird. It in. Ben, drop it in. Drop it in, Benny. Drop it in. I it's think- like Times Square and Lincoln Center. There's so much to do in New York. Like, that's what it is. I'm thinking of a movie. It's a, like a comedy. I want to say it's Analyze This, but I can't remember. Does De Niro have like henchmen in Analyze This yes, who are like yes. funny? Joe yeah. Vitarelli. Like, Joe yeah. Vitarelli. With right. the One of the face, great, great act. The face yes. of like a very yes. full bagel. Yes. Like yes. a very sort of like. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed, my okay. friend. Yes, indeed. Right. Joe Vitarelli looks about. like 18 pounds of gravel were shot into his <laughs> and face. And his character is named <laughs> Jelly. Jelly. Joe yeah. Vitarelli is yeah. so fucking funny in yeah. Analyze This. We stand a Jelly. Ink. So that's the kind of guy Let's I'm thinking of. Let's analyze this franchise for our commentary. You should. This and that. We're doing them. You should. <laughs> what are you guys doing next? Oh, you know, a little this, a little that. That'll be the one where I like... <laughs> there's, this little, scene, this there's this scene where like De Niro rants at Chaz Palminteri for like a full minute in mob mode. And Chaz Palminteri goes like, hey, like, well, I forget what his name is. Like, hey, Robert, fuck you. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> Kenny Lonergan, writer on Analyze That. Yeah, so though he said his script was thrown out. He but says he he's also credited. never watched it. Yeah. You so remember when Lisa Kudrow he hosted the MTV Movie Awards because she was promoting Analyze it's, It had already this. come out. Yeah, and my she friend, says to Crystal, it, like, we made a hundred. Yes. We all, that's what the unites the three The only people in the world who would get that The reason show. why the three of us found each other yeah, yeah, in this yeah. dark world yes. is that we all held up a flare gun that said, <laughs> I remember does anyone else remember movie when Lisa Kudrow said, we made a hundred? Remember she was in a all sketch right. about the, the round table in Phantom, uh, Phantom Menace? Right, but that yeah. opener was her with Dr. Evil. Yes. And at the end, Dr. Evil took off his mask and revealed that he was actually Billy Crystal. Wild. Sounds great. They were in Dr. Right, Evil's volcano that. base. All right, all so right. after Marshall, oh, yeah, shit, we're still in the middle. Okay, okay, okay. Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. Oh, yeah, good performance. I'm going to leave my third one to the last because yeah, I, it's yeah. a Griffin pick. My camp buddy, Brad. Ethan Hawke in First Reformed. Lakeith Stanfield in Sorry to Bother You. Uh-huh. And in The Griffinist, I Will Get on This Ballot, Tom Hardy in Venom. Wow. Yeah. Get ready, baby. Wow. So, so, so good. Here are my five. Ethan Hawke in First Reform. Uh Very similar to yours. Yeah. Bradley, Bradlemius Cooper. (laughs) Jackson Maine in A Star is Uh Born. Yes. Ben Foster. Good pick. In Leave Uh No Trace. Good pick. John Cho in Searching. Great pick. Tom Hardy in Venom. Yes. (laughs) Three for three. Three for three. Three for three. So do you remember when? A no-brainer, in my opinion. Do you remember when? A no-fucking-brainer. He's great. Yes. I cannot believe. The only competition was Brian King. He came on late. <laughs> Brian King was like, put me in the fucking category <laughs> with like a spear. Go on. Do I, I, I remember? I cannot believe. Three do you remember 
when you had seen Venom and I said, is Tom Hardy going to win my blankies this year? And you said, no, but you're definitely going to nominate him. Sure, sure, sure. I am the only one who didn't nominate Tom <laughs> Hardy for Venom. Insane. He rules. And not only that, when I said like shotgun decision, I'm picking between six. He's, he's not, not even, even in my even 10. Six. Well, wow. it's, a, it's, it's a weirdly, uh, it's an odd category this yeah, year. Yeah, From okay. an Oscar perspective, it's uncrowded. Correct. Like they right. were almost reaching for people. But there are right. good performances that Lots were never in the conversation. We got to look in the more sort of like, yeah. you know, weirdo you know, genre movies. Tom Cruise was my miss. Okay, so here's my, here's my list, and I'll tell you what my sixth miss was, and I wish I could have found a space for him because I think it's an interesting performance that no one's talking about. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, you were never really here. I, I think that's a great point. Alex Wolf, Hereditary. Tommy Cruise, Mission Impossible, Fallout. Sure. Adam Driver, Black Klansman. Mm. A lead, I say. No. A co-lead. He's great in that movie. A so split. He is great in that movie. Lead, Adam no. Driver. He is for the Black puppet. Klansman. He is the puppet. I say a co-lead. No puppet. <laughs> no puppet. And my fifth nominee is Lakeith Stanfield. Sorry to bother you. Which is a good performance. My sixth guy who I want to sneak in there, John C. Riley and the Sisters Brothers. Get him in there. And he's really also good I would in say the Laurel and Hardy movie in a way that like he's way better than anything in that movie should but who See, I, I think Coogan's good in that. I think Riley bugged good. me in yeah. that movie. Well, it was just Actually, I think all four lead because also yeah, the, the Shirley Henderson and Nina, Nina Ariana, Ariana are They're good. They're good. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Who do I lose to put Riley in? Driver. He's not a lead. <sighs> He's not. I'm sorry. He's not. Every year John I David talk Washington about how good Adam Driver is and then I always knock him out of my categories at the last second. Oh, so it's residual guilt here. It is. And I kind of yeah. want to put Riley in above. See, <laughs> He's been in my <laughs> lineup for like three of the last four years. So I have I've no nominated him a lot. I yeah. apologize, Adam. I'm knocking you out for the third year it's in a row. John C. Riley is my fifth nominee for best actor. You told you tweeted that you would vote for John David Washington in the SAGs. Yes. From that group? Yeah. yeah, but I didn't nominate any of the best actors. I picks. understand. I just thought he might make that it. John David Washington missed out at the last second for Defoe and at Attorney's Gate, who's not bad, but like is I not in any way putting Defoe necessary. over Hawk and Washington seems odd to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It weird is yeah. stupid. Yeah. Okay, winners. Oh, uh, let me read the blankies. Oh yeah, the blankies chose that's Hulu where I've been watching King of the Hell. The blankies chose. <laughs> I was trying to find the right. But Netflix app. is where you're watching Taxi, or is it all both on Hulu? On, both on Hulu. I'm a Hulu guy these days. I'm sticking with the green. Uh, best best actor. Uh, fuck, I reopened my own list. Best actor from the Blankies is Bradley Cooper from Bunk 3, A Star is Born. <laughs> Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, Fallout. Ben Foster, Leave No Trace. Ryan Gosling, First Man. Ethan yeah. Hawke, First Reform. Who are our winners? As much as I feel often left out of the enthusiasm for First Reformed, I like get it on an intellectual level, but I don't feel like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's a club that's not for me. Ethan Hawke's my number one. Wow. Bradley Cooper. Wow. Ob obviously. Like, people will weep in shame. John Bailey's last <laughs> thought as he dies will be, what the fuck was going on with Star is Born? What the fuck happened there? Uh, I'm going to walk the walk. Joaquin Phoenix, best actor. You love that movie. I love that movie. I'm all I in. I hate that movie. I'm all in. You hate that movie? Hate, this is not them. a surprise. Oh, boy. This is I wow. I hate all of the scumbum movies that you that that right, are you like, hate a good time too. I hated good time too. You hate yeah. a good time too. Out of here. <laughs> ben, come on. I'm gonna get my hammer out. <laughs> ben just took out a flaming what sword. If, what wow. about the cards? Ben, no. Oh. You might want to throw oh, a joke. There's a, a hammer card for you. <laughs> That's what he means when he says the hammer. Uh, the Blankies chose Ethan Hawke for Best Actor as well. That was yeah. uh, the Critics Circle like almost unanimous. It just felt like that was going to be the sort of Lifetime Achievement Award this year. 
He's got a lot of lifetime ahead of him. He does. He does. But it, I mean, he's been working for so long. I yeah, guess. I've nominated him like 50 billion times. I love Ethan yeah, Hawke. He's yeah. like my favorite actor. Can I tell you? He he was on my long list for Best Supporting Actor for... Uh, why am I forgetting the fucking name of it now? I don't know. Julia Naked? Yes. Oh, sure. I was going to say Love Rosie. which is I, a I like it when he... <laughs> when he it plays, you know... Yeah. Kind of like he's really good in that, and it's kind of him know, doing the meta. Like I'm yeah. acknowledging this what is, my reputation if was. Troy Dyer had actually he, he like made a success of himself in, um, at some point. Yeah. Maggie's plan, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. which he's really good in that too. Yeah. But he's just so it's fucking funny movie. in uh, Juliet Naked. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, I love Hawk. Yeah, I love Hawk. I love you love Hawk. Hawk, but um, are you kidding? I've nominated him seven times. Jesus Christ! Wow, that's crazy. Wait, what are the seven? I want. Well, you know what. It's six times because John Hawks was getting included <laughs> in my, uh, oh. and two of them are screenplays. Wait, but, you know, is it two, two of the three so before the two Sunrise? You nominate for screenplays, the last two, correct? And then what are your other nominees? He's not credited as a screenwriter on the first one, right. so it's four acting nominations, correct? Training Day, nope, no, I love him in that. Though. Yeah, uh, Salt and Precinct Thirteen. <laughs> I'll just tell you. Uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. I'm Love trying to think of the other performances you would have nominated. It's before. First Reform, Boyhood, Before Midnight, and Before Sunset. Yeah. It's not even oh, that it's complicated. Not, yeah, it's it's so, pretty, yeah. pretty straightforward. Right, okay. Yeah, So good. Bradley Cooper's the best actor. Get out of here. I'm I mean, mad about this. Look, this is a good time to announce that he, of course, won Putters and Murmurs this year. Wait, and it was I have a, a whole thing for Putters and Murmurs. I have like several nominations. We'll get into it. I mean, there are other good contenders this year. I just want to give him that credit because you texted me several months ago, I Joe. Did, several months and ago. you said, is this going to be the first year that the Academy Award winner for Best Actor also wins Putters and Murmurs? Right. Those two Boy, never line up. Back then. We felt so confident this was going to be his year. Yeah. It wasn't even a thing where I was like, it's because I love the movie so much. I was more just sort of like, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I also agree with you that he's the undeniable element of that movie. And you know, I have my reservations against that movie. Ridiculous that reservations. Movie. I've watched it so many times. Yeah. Kind of an embarrassing amount of times. <laughs> it rules. It's yeah, I best. know you love it. Fucking It's rules. like your Teen Titans go to the movies. But I watched that and that movie basically cured my plane anxiety for Teen Titans? 82 minutes or however yeah, long it is. rules, right? So good. Such good Such jokes. Such a blast. Have you Such seen it good yet? No, because I wasn't, yeah. I was not aware of it. I, have, yeah. I didn't it, know it what is. Teen Titans First of all, was. yes. Once yeah. again, A Gentleman's 82 with credits. Which <laughs> really? is always I a love pleasure. that. Mm-hmm. I do the, love that. The jokes are just unbelievable. Yeah. The on-set bathroom scene. Great. I like, I, I like the song with the pink balloon man. Balloon man. <sighs> That's fucking funny. Yeah, all right. Wait, did we say our winners? We said our winners. We Cooper, said our winners, yes. yes. Hawk. Hawk. Guacamole. Guacamole. Joaquin Penis, as we used to say on our trivia team. That's right. Yeah. I know you think he's a ham sandwich. Now, you fall between like Joe and I in that movie. I think it's great. I also think it's a good performance by him, but the performance by him I prefer this year is The Sisters Brothers. Interesting. I think that is something I hadn't seen from him in years, which is like kind of a genuinely funny performance that actually isn't that big. I was right. worried he was right. going to be like, it's, it's person you know, usual yeah. cartoon self in that. Yeah, I just like. I mean, I mean, Riley's great in it, too. Look, it's not like uh, You Never Really Here is a, a performance that I didn't think he could do or that I the type I have not seen him do before. But I think he does everything so well. And I think there's one basic decision that sums up like how smart that performance is, which is that he gained a bunch of weight. Like that he knew it was more menacing to just be a brick than to be ripped. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying though? Like he was just um, like, those guys in real life aren't like cut. Right. They're just like a mound. They're like the juggernaut. Right. And they'll just sort of like push you. Right. Best actress. Best actress. Just want to say Tom Hardy rules. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't believe I didn't go all in for that. Outrageous, really. I'm genuinely I th- shocked. I, here's the reason it's why. It's just weird that the blankets are going to him riot off of on mine Sunday. Yeah. Because I was like, well, Griffin will have them. I just hate that movie so much. I agree that his performance is I, wonderful. I was so pre-sold on it being terrible. Yeah. That it, it, it soared over my expectations. It genuinely, I was like, this is like, I'm enjoying myself for some stretches of this movie. Okay. My take on that movie, and I think I said this in a previous episode, is it feels like a movie made in a world where Ben Affleck's Daredevil is the only other superhero movie that's ever been made. And they were like, so that's what that's you fair. do, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, talk about blenders. I feel like this has not gotten enough attention. Tom Hardy with the tater tots and Venom is the ultimate blender. <laughs> it really it serves no plot purpose. It doesn't tell you anything about Dude, the character. Is there going to be? Yeah. yeah. Right. He just clearly was like, this off? come no. on, I want a specific. Let's make a tater tots. And, you know, yeah. all right, two other things I want to say about Mike. You know, Foster in Leave No Trace who got like, that's yeah. an actor who struggles uh, or I struggle with. Because he's is, so big so often. Yes. He goes hard. He goes, he goes real ham. hard. And yeah. we've talked, I've talked about him many times in Hostiles when he shows up, you're, uh, my reaction in the audience is sort of, shoot him in the head. <laughs> Bury him where he Do sits. Do not risk it. <laughs> Don't take this man one foot. He's going to eat your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and we uh, all, of course, remember Maldith, the sorcerer in Warcraft. We, the movie. That's a great performance. <laughs> I mean, that was just, that, that, that was, uh, you know, Verite. They just went to right. his house. The, the shirtless sculptor <laughs> with long flowing golden locks. Um, uh, he's but, uh, good in this in the way he's good in the messenger though. Sure. And that like that's my oh, favorite. He's good at the locked up. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. He's better when you tell him to do less. And to his credit, he said that he took like a fucking razor blade to the script and yes. said to Deborah Granick, I want as little dialogue as possible, and they cut yeah. it down together. The scene that he murders is the scene where he says nothing at all, which is when he's doing the personality the test. test. Yeah. 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 And you can just see him wrestling with like what do they think what do they want and what do I think of myself and what am I supposed to say here that's that's his nomination oh my god and then John Cho in Searching is just bravura I mean that man has to own the screen for the entire time in my 10 no question in my 10 that movie is such an odd bird for me I think you're right that Cho is very very good and like it grounds what is to be grounded in that movie it's just such a strange execution and, and concept and everything that's going that on in this really well written. I kept on feeling like it was going to fall yeah. into traps and then I felt like they handled everything pretty well. Also that ending is screaming at you from the end of a hallway. So it was just like, it's happening. It's it going to surprised happen. me. It yeah, totally like, worked <gasps> for me. It totally <laughs> to got me, me. To me, it was that Roger Ebert thing of like, is there a character who serves no purpose in this movie? Oh, and God. it's like, I fucking who keeps showing it. up for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking yeah. loved it. Yeah. That movie was such a delight. I saw it in a theater with Emma Stefanski, like at the Regal Union Square. Not a press screening. We just that's like, where I saw it. I That's actually sweet. Just had a great time. Saw it with Joey Sims oh, there you go. at the Regal Union Square. Yep. Uh, best director. No, best actress. Actress. Oh, we actress, forgot to do actress. Man. I'm sorry. I will do uh, actress, actress last Griffin because it's the most important character, uh, category. But okay. Hey, hey, give us the winners from last year. The winners from last year are. I forgot them. Griffins was Vicky Creeps. Hell yeah, that's right. Flying Creeper. up a creep for us. Creeper. In Phantom Thread, uh, David's was Sersha, Ronan, and Lady Boyd. Joe's was Meryl Streep and The Post. Loved. Wow. Loved and, the, and still And loved. the blankies went for Hawkins and Shape of Water. They spread the wealth around. That's yeah. a, I mean, nice those are winners. all four good ones. The winners. quartet. They're all emerging. It's the, uh, it's the four quadrants of yes. the stage that converge. <laughs> right. Okay. Here's my best actress. Tony Collette, Hereditary. Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Regina Hall, support the girls. Eva Melander, border. 
A movie I haven't seen. Oh, Show and I saw the, it together. This, the, the troll movie. A movie right? that movie. literally fucks. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. I don't want to be the sex scene of the year. Real we interesting both agree. ways. Yeah, sex yeah. scene of the year. Yeah. And Joanna Kulig for Cold War. All right. Mm. Mine are Tony Collette in Hereditary, Viola Davis in Widows, Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me, Carrie Mulligan in Wildlife, and my fifth slot is so com- like the competition. Ultimately won by Charlize Theron and Tully. Wow. Favorite of yours. A joke. Favorite of mine. A real joke. She's yeah. wonderful. I like both her and Mackenzie. Uh, oh, yeah. Stone Cold. Viola Davis and Widows. Mm-hmm. Carrie Mulligan in Wild Life. Mm-hmm. Regina Hall in Support the Girls. Mm-hmm. Sakura Ando in Shoplifters. And Helena Howard in Madeline's Madeline. Wow. It's a good spread. And uh, the Blankies chose Tony Collette in Hereditary, Olivia Coleman in The Favorite, Elsie Fisher, Eighth Grade, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, and Regina Hall support the girl. All performances I love. Yeah. But uh, it's a tough list this year. As no one made is. all four. Best actress yeah. for me was like 15 people that yeah. I had to whittle down to the point where I, ha- I wrote, I like leaving off Natalie Portman in Annihilation, leaving off Catherine Hahn in Private Life, leaving off Regina Hall. Hahn in Private Life was on that list. Olivia Cook and, and Thoroughbreds, Julia Pinochet Let the Sunshine In. Love we'll that one. Let the Sunshine In. Cook and Thoroughbreds, whatever. Thoroughbreds is not my favorite. Yeah, I don't love Thoroughbreds. Like that Meh. That's what I say to that movie. Um, let's, let's talk, well, we talked Sakura and we didn't talk Alex Wolf. I know this is the wrong category now. <laughs> now that we're well beyond we it, have the wolf fight. But just because yeah. we're talking about about Tony category fraud, yeah. and hereditary. Sure, and yeah. Everything. My thing with Alex Wolf is he's people keep pointing out to me just like they end the movie on him, like it's it's he's the he's the main character right. at the end of the movie, and it's like, yeah, but it's he's only that because Tony Collette has like fully like burned through her storyline. Like, sure, but I also think the movie so dominates that movie. comes down to this sort of like battle between the two of them. It does a little bit. He's fantastic. He's it's so just good. just like Driver and Black Linesman. He's the vessel. He's not the lead. Yeah. He's the vessel. They're trying so to much, use him. No puppet. <laughs> I think so much of that movie is her with um Fucking Ann Dowd, baby. Ann Dowd. I was like, why can't yeah. I remember her name? Yeah. Her with Ann Dowd, her trying to like going through all of her stuff in the attic, her with her like little dioramas. Yeah. And it becomes, he sort of emerges in that second half of the movie. I mean, he's also in the, that protracted scene at the party and whatever. Right, right. Um, and, and the scene in the car, which is his scene of the year. Yes. Yeah. After he stops the car and he won't look behind him. Right. Yes. And he tries talking to her. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's such a that's good a scene. Oh, that's yeah. David, that's I love a hereditary. scene. That's I think it's tough. I think Hereditary gets caught up in that because there was that debate this year with The Quiet Place too about like elevated horror and people got really mad about that. And it's just like, can we just say that like Hereditary, in addition to being the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen, is also just a well made, like yeah. well put together. Right. Like, I think people want to say elevated horror because they think saying that it's regular horror is an insult, which it isn't. It's a horror movie. It's also one of the best films of the year. Right. It's right. both things. They're not mutually exclusive. Right. I think the I think I think horror has allowed had has periodically allowed itself to sort of wade in the pool of its own schlock in yeah. a way that like we love who who doesn't love right. good schlocky right. horror and I think that's maybe why people feel the need to differentiate. Yes, the problem is that Ari Aster keeps talking about how he, he like wanted to make a Mike Lee drama and he knew a horror movie. He's been a little like honest about how it's like he knew a genre movie yeah. would get attention right. and get yeah. bought and. Good for him. Yeah, because the movie's good. Yeah, Tony Collette is so. Com- it's one of those things. And he's where it's made just another like, horror movie though, so yeah. like I'm excited. Like, I read oh. the script for that. and It's really fucking. Good. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's really fucking. Good. Yeah. Is it long? It's pr- 
pretty long. Is Florence yeah. Pugh the lead of that, or is she just? Uh, I believe character? so. Right, it's her and Jack Rayner. I think are the two leads. Is that she was right? the only one as she's Love the only Pugh. one. Love Rayner. Yeah. yeah, can be good. Yeah, I've I'm seen sort Rainer, of take yeah. or leave it on him. I, My favorite Rainer is a movie really nobody saw. To get cast in that thing. To no success, but I was like, after her ad I was like, I'll fucking do anything. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. But Colette is the opposite of me criticizing something for being too big. Too, yeah, like, right. That's, she can go as big as she wants in yeah, that movie. It's, it's oh, kind of her. stunning. I mean, that's just like, it's the most acting of the year, but it's also impressive because it's, there's not a single false moment. There's no overreach. Everything's right. grounded. Everything's connected. And the breadth of what they're asking her to do is insane. Well, and if she doesn't do, she if she doesn't go to that length, the shit that happens in that movie wouldn't make sense. Like she's she's only re- reacting in proportion to what the fuck is going and on. And just in that talk movie. about smart acting choices. The scene with Anne Dowd, where they're doing this sort of seancey Ouija board thing for the yeah. first time, and she starts seeing supernatural things that she full on can't deny for the first time. Yeah, most actors would scream. Right. Or start like trembling. Right. And her two things are she starts crying. Yeah. Because she can't process it. And then she starts laughing out of embarrassment at the fact she's crying. Yeah. Like everything she does in that movie is avoiding the most obvious decision. Right. But doing the more complicated thing and then landing it perfectly. That's my way. That she's not afraid to let the audience sort of laugh at her too. In that scene where like there she's yelling at uh, Alex Wolf, but I am your mother, and I you know (sighs) that dinner table scene. I mean, every scene that movie it rides the edge of insanity in such a good way. I don't like the dinner table scene. Yeah, really? It's actually one my one of my problems. I love it. Yeah, too Um, much. Too much. Yeah, and at a certain, I'm like, we don't need this. I get it already. And also, my my problem with Hereditary, which has sort of gone away as I rewatched it, was. Her fucking head falls off. Sure does. And then he drives in and he and it's like if that happened, no one would ever speak again. Everyone would just shoot themselves in the head and be dead. Like it's too crazy. Her head fell off. See, it's like on the road. That's uh, that's Got what I mix. appreciate. The audacity of the movie is just right. like you're saying they'd never talk to each other again. And this movie's going like we have to actually try to figure right, out right. What, what this conversation so, would so sound right. like. Right. And on, How and insane on, would this conversation? On rewatch be? two. Right. Yeah. Now prepared that her head was going to fall off. Right. I was like. A little more accepting. And then on rewatch three, I was like, man, this movie's great. Also, just what a fucking beautiful thing. I mean, we're just going full spoiler territory here. But that that marketing campaign for that movie is just like this kid is weird. Yeah. And you're watching the first half of the movie. You're like, what's the thing with the weird kid? Oh, and then the weird kid dies in, so in the most ways. insane way possible. And yes. you're like, I don't know what this movie is now. I agree. Watching it the second time and realizing that she gets the it's not that she ate cake with nuts in it, but it, she ate cake sliced like cut. Mm-hmm. With the knife that was chopping the walnuts, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, that I was just like, "This is fucking great." Yeah, yeah. Who your win- oh your winner is Colette. Who's your winner? Colette, Regina Hall. Regina Hall's great. And the blank. I chose- really, really wish I could have put her on my list too. That's. I mean, that movie doesn't work. She's not a real person. I, I agree. I also put it anyway, but yeah. Well, who are the blankies? Uh, blankies chose Olivia Colman, which is category she, fraud. She, she's great. It's uh, not fraud it's to not me fraud. because it's sort of like I think she's any- the queen. Yeah, she's yeah. the queen. She's the fucking queen. Of England. Yeah. Of all of England. Uh, Regina Hall uh, has been so good for so long. Yes. And I feel like you go, Regina Hall and uh, Anna Faris both come out of scary movie, right? Yeah. And it took, I feel like, 14 years for people to finally be like, I guess we got to give Anna Faris a lot of credit. Right. Where they kept on going like, oh, she's like the person who's kind of funny in those dumb movies. Right. It took like 14 years for people to come around and be like, she actually is really good. Right. And at that point, she had already transitioned to TV and now she's stuck on mom. Yeah. Which is a... Okay, show. 
But I miss her being in films. I miss her being in films. Nah, me too. Regina Howell took even longer. Yeah. And I feel like now everyone's going like, Regina Hall, who knew this actress was there? Rewatch all the dumb comedy she was in. She has always been phenomenal. She's always really She's phenomenal. Good. She has always been the best part of every single movie she has ever been in. The, the amazing thing about the Regina Hall thing is it came out of seemingly girls trip. Yeah. And, but like support the girls must have already been, if oh, yeah. not finished, yeah. like well oh, yeah. on the way. So it's Bajowski like, is smart and he knew everything was what really set everyone up. else longer to figure out. Yeah. yeah. It's right. like, it's, but it's such a moment for her now where it's like, I'm so excited for reverse big. And I now can't she's even doing prestige TV. She's in more movies. She's above the tell. She, you can't yeah. handle this much shaft. Um, is that what the tagline is? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Regina Hall rules. Yeah. Uh, no complaints there. Carrie Mulligan's a good pick, David. She's incredible. That she's movie so is flawed, movie. in my opinion. Still haven't seen that movie. Um, but she's I I love her as an actress, and she is the magnetic. The journey she goes on, because in the beginning, she, you you get the sense of like oh long long suffering wife kind of a thing, right? And then the turn that that character takes, right? Is, where it's like no, this movie is about her going wild, and it's and it's like, that this was sort of there with her all along, right? And you underestimated her because you were paying attention to Jill and Hall having a breakdown. Yeah, old yeah. Jilly. Uh, true or false, Melissa McCarthy should win the Oscar as 100%. this category is And currently. I think five years from now, no one will believe that we didn't give it to her. Of those nominees, mm, I don't Would you give it to Gaga instead? that kind of hyperbole, but I mean, she's great. I think five years from now, everyone's going to go, that's so bizarre we didn't give her the Oscar that we all kind of slept on that performance. I mean, we didn't I sleep think, on it. She's I, getting nominated. Yeah, it's like a quiet nomination. Nom- like, I feel like it no one's a, giving it enough quiet credit considering that she's getting nominated. It's for a quiet-ass movie, man. It's I quiet. People it. Now, because, so like, good. lots of people are going to be like, why didn't Coleman win? Because Coleman is about to go on a run. Yeah. And she's going to be on her TV. She's going to be in movies. Like, and people are going to yeah. be like, what the fuck happened there? You know, like, that movie got 10 nominations. It's going to win zero, maybe one. Like, I think it's one at most, yeah. but it's probably yeah. zero. Uh, so is enough people will be standing for her. Enough people will stand for Lady Gaga, especially sure. depending on what happens there. Obviously, no one's going to be like, well, everyone, the wife was just, you know, sitting there. You right. had to go for the right. wife. What if there was a wife? Which, of course, what if there was a wife? Let's just say the wife is winning one award this year at the Blankies. It's Best Supporting Walnuts. <laughs> And that's the I only award wait, that wait, movie deserves. Say what you texted me after you saw The Wife. The Wife is Tyler Perry for white people. Yeah. It's Tyler Perry for white pseudo-intellectuals. I swear to God, that's it what it is. It looks the same. It's got the same sort of like clapback moments where they want yeah. the audience to cheer that like she's not putting up uh, with it anymore. Can I, equally, the ending is so trite. I was just like, going to say, and here's the other thing. Tyler Perry movies are wife, fun. Right? Because yeah. they go ham. The fact they that do he, go ham. That fact that he fucking dies at the end of that movie is so And has like a perfect piss off line as stupid. he dies. Fuck that so movie. That, and then, I mean, I have I complained about this? One? I can't remember, but. I can't imagine you've talked about the, the wife The framing device of the wife is that she has the same flight attendant on both flights. <laughs> Get out of and here. And the, the last scene of the movie basically is the flight attendant being like. Hi, I was your flight attendant on the way over, and oh. I just wanted to say I heard about what happened during the film The Wife, and I just feel really <laughs> bad for you. And Clint Close is like, thank you. And I'm like, the flight attendant? She's been She's paying attention line. to the Nobel Prize machinations? His oh blender in that movie is that he writes love notes on walnuts, except it's not a blender because it turns out to be right. a plot <laughs> What? <laughs> He's mad. I saw it by myself at 11 o'clock Where? like a week ago at the landmark oh. on the West Side Highway because I was like, I got to <laughs> yeah. just see this fucking thing. And then thing. you walked into I, the Hudson. Yeah. 
Right, I was like, I've been putting this right. off for nine months. I gotta see it before she wins the fucking Oscar. Oh, I, I, I was like, all of this is true. It does I'm have the best fine, supporting I'm still fine with her winning the Oscar just because she's Glenn Close and she should have an Oscar by now. She, I can't wait to see her speech, Glenn Close rules. She should have had her Oscar win oh boy. for what? Albert Knobs. <laughs> what? Knobs? I want to be Albert Knobs Weirdly, for Halloween so badly and I keep on feeling yet. like it's a little touchy. 2011. It's also uh, not, not, not in the, the frontal Well, that's why I want to do it now. I've been waiting for it to dissipate. Knobs! 2011 Best Actress. Listen to this lineup. You don't want any of these women winning that year for that movie anyway. It's Streep and Iron Lady. Nobody uh, likes that she won for that. Uh, it's Violet Davis for the Help. It's Violet Davis for the Help. We're all happier that she won for help. For probably should have won, though. Michelle Williams for My Week with Marilyn. Nobody would have been happy oh, if that's her. Uh Glenn Close and Knobs. My yeah. week with the River of Ham, more like. It's Rooney Mara in uh, in Dragon Tattoo is the only one of yeah, those that you're like. Yeah, I, I honestly, I would be happy I, with I her with Knobs. I think Knobs is a nightmare movie. I think that's it's an incredible performance. Movie. I wasn't joking. I think Knobs is a great performance. I think Glenn Close rules. I think she's good in The Wife, like as much she as is, she can be. Right. She's as much as she can be. And like, yeah. as is Jonathan yeah. Price, even though it's a dog shit role. And so Slater is lost. Slater does not know what he's doing. Did anyone talk to him? Like Max Irons is a he fully wandered onto set. Yeah, the young version of Jonathan Price is a weird performance. Remember when Max Irons was like a young hottie? Like it's such a that's the poutiest performance yes. I have ever seen. It's the pout. It's the powders. Yeah, <laughs> the powders and frowners award. Powders and frowners right. award goes to Max Iron. Yeah. Let's do our screenplays Why quickly. Don't you like my short according, story. According to this, we did screenplays last year and actually never said right. our winners. Oh, oh wow, fun. fun, great, cool. Good We're us. good at this podcast. Good We've us. been doing it for five years. Yeah. <laughs> Adapted first. Yeah, and let's do these faster. Yeah, yes, obviously. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, yeah, you guys go fine. first because fine. I forgot to write this list down, so I'm going right. to have to put it together now. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mine are, uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Mm-hmm. If Beale Street Could Talk, sure. The Death of Stalin, oh, yeah. We the Animals, and mm-hmm. Border. I got to see Border. You do. They never gave me a screener. Give me that screener. I saw it in a theater like a civilized person. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the, day, the day that Penny Marshall died. That's what I will remember is seeing <laughs> Border with Griffin the day that Penny Marshall died. We grieved. My, we did. The Death of Stalin. Love yeah, the Death of Stalin. It's very funny. It's so, so, so funny. Mine are Widows, Leave No Trace, If Beale Street Could Talk, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Black Panther. It's a solid list. Death of Stalin should be in there too, though. I don't know. Death of Stalin's one of those things which just like, it's such a well-acted movie that you, you're tempted to just be like, ensemble, it's the ensemble that does it. But like, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I was rewatching it on HBO the other day. It's still great. I, the, my favorite thing of the year was the Coens getting nominated for the Oscars, and I was like, "That was adapted." Yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, that should be in there too. Maybe I don't fucking know that movie. Rules. What's your wait? What's your favorite bit in Death of Stalin? My favorite bit in Death yeah. of Stalin: clattering fannies. Clattering fannies. So good. Ripper friend is so good. Thank you. Thank you for saying. Uh, with the also when he tries team. to spit when he's being pinned yeah, to the ground, and it he goes to spit into his and face. it lands oh into his God. hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's so good. I really actually love the scene, which is so freaking dark. Where they're like, no, your wife was a traitor and she was oh, bad. And then the going like, on and on. And yeah. the evidence was swims and here she is. Yes. I think that's so fucking funny. Palin's my favorite performance in that Palin movie. Palin is so, that but scene where he's like. I love Palin so He rules. Much. But that scene where he kind of talks himself to him, he's like, well, Stalin didn't like I doing know. this. I know. Yeah. But he also was a rebel. Rebel. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, he's sort of like, you know. Yeah. Also, so the scene after Jason Isaacs shows up and like oh, punches. Well, him too. Punches Rupert Friend in the gut. And then Andrea Risebro just comes out of the back and looks at Buscemi and goes, harm, harm, right there. 
That's so good. Uh, do you, you know have what? I'll, I'll say, yeah, but now you guys are making me realize I'm taking one out and putting Stalin in. Okay, ready? Yes. Adapted screenplay. If Beale Street could talk, can well, you ever forgive me? Mm-hmm. Black Panther, Border, and you were never really here. I forgot that Stalin was adapted, not original, so I take back the thing I just said before reading that category. Those are my five. Beale, forgive, Black Panther, Border, you were never really here. Are my adapted... My winners leave no tray. That's a beautifully written. My winner is Black Panther. My winner is Can You Ever Forgive Me? I think Black Panther is just like a marvel of screenwriting. Incredible. No pun intended. Very underrated. That it didn't get nomination drove me crazy. I just think the the way he approached... uh, uh, We talked about this in another episode that we recorded yesterday, but the way he approached uh, Killmonger in that movie is the smartest screenwriting conceit I have ever seen in a superhero film. For all the nominations that that movie got, the ones that it missed are mystifying. That that, Screenplay and supporting actor. Well, you you can't not nominate Coogler when you nominate it. If it's one of your best pictures and it gets the number of nominations. Right. Coogler, Jordan, visual effects. That yeah. it didn't get the short list for visual, visual effects, effects is a nightmare. Is crazy. Yeah. 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 The short list was so stupid. Yeah. Uh, that Aquaman didn't make the short list is one of the most shocking yeah. stuff in the history. I didn't of realize effects. that literally didn't all the, the hair list. in that movie is CGI. Yeah. It's, and that movie did like four Literally. things that no movie is done. No. Yeah. Visually. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Best Brian King. All right. Original screenplay. Best Brian Go. King. Original screenplay. I have eighth grade. Sorry to bother you, Tully, Private Life, and Support the Girls. David. Shoplifters. Yes. Voice Reformed. Yes. Support the Girls. The Rider. Mm-hmm. The Favorite. Okay. You're really, that's the spoiled for choice in this cat. Like, there's yeah, so many. So. I have so. First Reformed, Sorry to Bother You, Hereditary, Support the Girls, and Shoplifter. Very nice. My winner is First Reformed. My winner is so, Sorry to Bother You. My winner is Eighth Grade. Here's what I like about Sorry oh, to Bother You. Did you not like Sorry to Bother You? No. Really? No. Really? Disagree. I think it's ambitious and it's interesting. And I think Lakeith is good. And I like a lot of what's going on in it. But at the end, I'm just like, stop hitting me. I get it. I like being hit. Maybe I'm a master. Stop fucking hitting me. I like being hit. I like being hit sometimes. But I actually hate being hit. You like curl it to a ball. Yeah. I, I fall faster than Bruce Willis one hit. Yeah. I think it's a great screenplay. I love the ambition of it. I just like uh, people just going for it. That I love part. the ambition. And I, I like. think, I the, think the his his points remain so tight and concise. His his eye is on the ball the entire time. I that movie believe, ain't tight. I think I think I think Boots <laughs> Riley also is looking at this and being like, there are uh, somebody's gonna make this point subtly. I'm going to make this point. As loudly and obnoxiously. I like being loud and angry. Yeah. I'm fine with that. It's just like, if you're going to have this crazy third act twist as well, like, does the whole, whatever. I don't like the <laughs> twist in the movie. The twist is my problem with that. Movie. I love the twist. And I, I think do love the, the twist. twist is perfectly big. I know I'm a stick in the mud for not liking the twist or not liking that movie. Myself. I don't th- I also I think, think the Tessa think... Thompson character is horribly written. I would agree with that. Horribly, horribly, horribly written. Maybe I, I wouldn't think... say that many horribly. But yes. <laughs> It's insane, and no one talked about it. I'll say this: I think you could throw the exact same criticism with the Amanda Seyfried character in First Reform. Or that the, character. I think both those characters are really underrated. Look, I, Paul Schrader. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Black Klansman does the same thing. It's yes. Like, I, I, yes. I, I enjoy Paul Schrader, but I've also seen his Facebook. Look, there's <laughs> lots going on with him. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. I messy. don't know what to tell you. The guy's yeah. messy. Um, you know, How did we make it through an entire award season with Schrader getting... A24 like, literally pointed a gun at him, <laughs> I believe. 
Like literally, <laughs> just like just get off fucking Facebook for six months, please. Yeah. You please. mean a Paul Trader, the David Ehrlich of Hollywood? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. okay, so this episode's going great. Best director. <laughs> you don't want to do best score? I have... I think we should do director picture and then fill in some of the other categories. That's fine. Let's do that. Right. Okay. okay best director. I got Lynn Ramsey, Ari Aster, Christopher McQuarrie, Paul King, Barry Jenkins. It's a good list. Good list. Paul That's King. Paul King, Panting Two, The Deuce. I have Alex Garland for Annihilation. Oh yeah. Ray Jenkins for If Beale Street Could Talk, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Steve McQueen for Widows, and David's friend Boots Riley for <laughs> Sorry to Bother. Hells, yeah, low five. Sorry, I don't like that movie. I feel bad. Everyone likes You it. don't like wearing boots? I don't think everybody likes it. I feel I like it was. I think you don't like to put on a pair of boots? I love a pair of boots. You don't like getting riled up? <laughs> well put, well put. <laughs> My five are. Wait, what were you going to say, Joe? Not everyone likes it. Not yeah, everyone yeah, likes yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, Steve McQueen for Widows. Mm. Hiro Kazu Koreeda for Shoplifters. Mm-hmm. Nice. Paul Schrader for First Reform. Mm-hmm. Brad Lemius P. Cooper for <laughs> A Star Is Born. <laughs> Actually, don't know what his middle name is. Uh, of course, he was a CIT in theater. Deborah Granick for Leave No Trace. Okay. It's a good lineup. And our winners. I, Charles is his middle name. Oh, uh, and the Blankies for Best Director chose to nominate... Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. A movie none of us are talking about. I know. I know. It's wild, isn't it? I think all of us like it. I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's a very good film. I think it's good. I struggled with it in the way I struggle with a lot of Cuaron movies where it's like, I did. I struggle to make the total leap emotionally with him because he's so spectacle See, I usually go in on him emotionally and this was the first time where I'm like, I can't deny this thing, but I also don't love it. It took me a second time. I got there the second time, I have to say. Second time I watched it. I Look, I got nothing bad to say about that I saw it really near Bradley Cooper at Toronto and yeah. he was like, like I saw doing that really he was like doing near, Lenny so at you, the Oscars you saw you it in BCX <laughs> I saw it really near Barry Jenkins what best director right, nominee did you see you saw it in BJX uh, I saw it very near my girlfriend there go. Oh. who was snubbed this year Rude. sorry well she should make a feature she did she directed uh, the green book <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever said about a person I she love she should leave you yeah she should she's gonna sue me for slander not only will she leave me but she will sue me uh, uh, Blanky's nominated Alfonso Cuaron for Roma Barry Jenkins of Beale Street could talk Yorgos Lanthimos the favorite Steve McQueen Widows Trader first reformed my winner is Steve McQueen my winner is Lynn Ramsey my winner is Steve McQueen and the Blanky's chose Alfonso Cuaron as will the Academy. Yeah. yeah. But if Spike Lee wins that in a surprise, that'll be fun. It'd be wonderful. Uh, oh, and yeah. I also like, will not be unhappy if Alfonso Cuaron wins. I'm very happy that neither Brian Singer nor uh, Peter Farrelly got nominated. Yeah. Everyone in that category is, I mean, I look, I, I'm not a big fan of Vice, but the other four Nication nominees in that, in that category are stellar. That's the point. Yes. I mean, I was not expecting your ghost no, and thought, Pavel to get in. I thought your ghost was going to get stumped. I'm, I'm cooler on Cold War not to, Fancy with it. Well, but, I'm uh, ice cool on Cold War. I didn't it makes me love hot. Cold War. And I don't, I, it puzzled. <laughs> Griffin like looked at me for approval and I approve, honestly. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Alrighty. I think Cold War rolls, but it's, it's, that's a prickly film. I like the first 25 minutes of Cold War and then it steadily loses. I agree. And then I also like the remaining 65 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's short. It's a short yeah, one. whole movie Fox. Yeah. All right. Best picture. Come on, guys. Okay. Oh boy. Because to me, director is just a pregame for Best Picture. Yes, it is. Sure. All right. My number 10. Oh, 
I want to do a tie, but I don't want, I, I, I want to be pure. Private life. Nine, Roma. Eight, eighth grade. Seven, a star is born. Six, can you ever forgive me? Five, hereditary. Four, if Beale Street could talk. Three, the favorite. Two, annihilation. One, widows. My 10 are burning. Number 10. Beale Street, number nine. Mission Impossible Fallout, number eight. The Rider, number seven. Support the Girls, number six. Leave No Trace, number five. Star is Born, number four. First Reform, number three. Shoplifters, number two. Widows, number one. I was the only critic at the Village Voice poll who put Widows, number one. If and yet two of me, us. Two of us. Me, yeah. Yeah. I would have happily done it. Yeah. It's it fucks doesn't even begin to cover how great Widows is. Uh, it's a movie I like a lot. I I have no explanation for why it didn't make my ten. It's okay. Go ahead. But here's my ten. Uh, I formatted this poorly, so excuse me if there are any hiccups in reading this. Number ten, Certibody. Number nine, The Bleed of Buster Scrubs. Great movie. Number eight, Support the Girls. Number seven, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Number six, Mission Impossible Fallout. Number five, Cold War. Number four, If Beale Street Could Talk. Number three, P2 The Deuce. Number two, Hereditary. Number one, You Were Never Really Here. P2 The Deuce? That's what Jamesy calls. Fair enough. P2 The Deuce. <laughs> My number 13. Right on. Right, Hovering right outside for me were Black Panther, Scruggs, Paddington, First Man, Incredibles 2. Those were like hovering. It hurt me to leave Spider-Verse off at 10. I thought. Loved that Spider-Verse. Loved it. Now, here's, loved a, here's the thing you I know want. what else is hovering for me in many categories. What? Sorry, I'm just starting my engine. <laughs> the mule. <laughs> oh, 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 no. What a movie. I can't oh, wait to buy no. that in fucking 4K and watch it six times a day. Bradley Cooper is literally on my long list. Me trying to figure actor. out how much you actually like The Mule has been like it. a it's month's a great movie. long It was one of those things where I me. went in being like, for me, Griffin's still laughing. For me, the basement on this is I'll like it like as this sort of silly thing. Yeah. And the the you know ceiling is like, I'll fucking love it. And yeah. it was close to the ceiling. Wow. David, that is the funniest thing you've ever done. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, the mule rolls. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. He has how many threesomes? Two, three. Seven. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. So if you time, if you multiply, he has six sexes. Wow. <laughs> six sex. The six sexes. He's 70. 70. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Eight. Keep going. laughs> he's 88, I think. Right. I believe he's 88 In the movie, years old. Is he playing a 90 year old? He's playing a little older. Now, he's 88. Uh, he's, yes, 88. he's 88. Right. This film. Uh, no. no. Clint Eastwood uh, doesn't write movies. No. It was written by the guy who wrote Clint Eastwood, Grand the Torino. original crazy. And the judge. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, another thing, Clint Eastwood finally comes up with the right metaphor for how he views his filmmaking career, which is a garden. Just let me plant another flower, wear another bow tie. Sounds I, like the mule fucks. I went into the mule. The one thing I did not know was the florist thing, like the, the yeah. that he's like the hottest botanist in Jesus Northern Christ. Illinois yeah, or whatever. And the ladies love him. <laughs> and that scene where he's like. How you doing, you old motherfucker? And the guy's like, oh, you, oh, muley pants. Like, here you are. He's like, I got the best fucking orchids you ever saw. Yeah. Uh, I also call that movie Clint V. Technology, Dawn of Muling. Because it's so much good him complaining about. That scene where he just goes, internet. What's yeah. the line he says where he goes, that, that's the problem with your generation. Don't know how to change a, no, what is it? You don't know how to fix a bread box without 
pulling up the internet? What does he say? It's, I, I can't remember if it's breadbox. It's something. He says a thing. He, I believe he says, what you don't know how to- What wrong with someone's breadbox that think would require he says, fixing? You don't know how to fix a breadbox without calling up the internet. Calling up the internet is definitely part of it. Yes. But that's still a movie where his daughter plays his daughter. Yep. Yeah. Diane Weiss is playing Poor Diane his Weiss. ex-wife. It's great in the movie. The final scene is him just going, I've been a shitty guy. The final scene is him saying, guilty. <laughs> Literally. 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 They're who like, does, you've been a shithead. And he's like, guilty. Cut to Clint singing grand. Who does Bradley Charles Cooper play in this movie? He plays the cop who's after him. And there's literally uh, a scene. But he's what he is playing is the young director. The Casey Affleck to his no, uh, Robert yeah, Redford. Yes, but yeah. he's playing the young director who Eastwood is mentoring. And there's a scene where East, they have a Waffle House lunch, breakfast. Oh. And Eastwood's like, you know, you got to remember anniversaries and. Yeah, you know, your kids, you should be nice to them. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. And Cooper's like, all right, all right. And it's literally just like, it just sounds like a fucking conversation they had, like wow. on the set of American Sniper. Okay, I found the line, and this is even better. The line verbatim is, your generation doesn't know how to open a fruit box without <laughs> calling the internet. I knew it was something weird. You don't know how to open a fruit box <laughs> to be fair, without calling the internet. Were I presented with a fruit box, yep. I would have to consult something. I would speed I dial the internet <laughs> and go, please help me. We haven't even hit two hours. We're doing great. I've been called a fruit box in my time, and you know what? <laughs> it's not, not enjoyable. <laughs> and, and much like I took best, it as an insult. Much but like the best fruit boxes you open up and share your I beauties do. with all of Everybody. us. Everybody. Yes. All right. So best number one for you, your best picture of the year is um You're never really here. You now, never now really here's here, what which I want. Is you you loved from the minute you saw it. I, I just a like. masterpiece. Ten out of ten. I love it. I think Lynn Rams is one of the best living filmmakers. Yes. Morvan Caller to me is still just that's the a perfect movie. It's an incredibly tough film, and I saw it twice in theaters. Because sure. wow. I, I just see couldn't get enough of how good the thing is. And I also think it's weirdly hopeful. Now P two, which that's wild right p2 the you know the critics film of the year right the best reviewed movie in history sure. right you and i have talked about the fact that we were both confused right as to why it was getting so much more hyperbole than p1 right and i think the answer loved. is we need it more now i think it's that i do think i think people came around to having rewatched both think, a yeah. ton it's a little more visually bold like it's got a couple stunner sequences yes yeah. and the villain is a, a little better knuckles it, mcginty yes i agree I also feel like there was a contingent of people feeling sad that they got left out of the original Paddington so. wave that really, sure. I think there's that really wanted to be yeah. on board for this one. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm going to say, so I think P1 is a little better than P2, but they're very close. I think uh, Mission Impossible uh, uh, Rogue Nation is better than Fallout. And yet both of those movies made my 10 and made my director I'm list. Go to Go to Call is that. better than both of those. Go to Call is better than both, but Fallout Rogue is Nation is the best Rogue one. Nation. I'm so excited for Mission Impossible. You know, Tom turns himself into a pretzel and Open is shot into another dimension yeah. or so whatever watching, it's going to be called. I've been watching old uh, Oscar ceremonies. I was telling David before we started. Yeah. The 2000, 2001 Oscars, the, the Moulin Rouge year, whatever sure. took place in 2002. <laughs> the Barbara Walters special that precedes the Oscar that year, because that's mm -hmm. the, the recording I have has that included. TC. Tom Cruise, this is post-Nicole... Divorce with Nicole, mm. where Nicole is the nominee. Tom is not the story. Barbara right. decides to interview Tom. Right. Inside an airplane hangar, where like planes are taking off and Barbara Walters keeps going, like, you chose this place. I don't understand. And he's like, I love it. But he also has the adult braces on. 
So this was Remember like this was very like post divorce crisis. Tom Cruise. Yes. It was quite something. This was the point I was going to make. I'm I'm two films that are sequels to films that I liked more are charting higher than those. Right, their predecessors. Uh-huh. And the answer is year by year. I feel know. like a. I was a coward back then. I was a younger <laughs> man. I didn't have the courage to argue for the value of great populist cinema. Sure. Right? And, and put it up there with what the What will lofties. you say with, when Aquaman 2 becomes that uh, in a few years? I, you I look like, back on this there's year. There's a spinoff sent in the fucking Crab Kingdom or whatever. Do you know about this, Ben? What? Do you know they're making a Aquaman spinoff called The Trench that is a horror movie just set in the trench with the trench monster? I saw that. That's going to fucking rule. Yeah. I've never heard of a wet horror movie Big, before. wet, deep. Yeah. Dark. dark. There's a good wet, crab people. Someone, people. someone make a wet Cincy horror people. movie list for him. Dark Water. That's a wet horror movie. Uh, There's some yeah. wet sure ones. Wet horror movie set on Roosevelt Island. Dark Water. That's right. Yeah. Where my friends just moved and I've mentioned that movie to them. Every time I've talked, to that them. feels like a cool, a cool place to move to. Yeah. Roswell Island, yeah. yeah. They just had a baby, so they literally like went there to like step out of the world. They were like, "We're gonna raise our baby, sure. and come back later." Um, I was just gonna say, I I gravitated towards movies that made me feel a little better about humanity this year. But the tough movies I liked were the ones that still gave me like some fucking kernel of hope. And I feel like Beale Street and You Were Never Really Here are both movies about people trying to like maintain their integrity in horrific circumstances. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, you're never really here as a man who inserts himself into the worst circumstances imaginable. Yeah. Um, and and you're trying to figure out why. And Beale Street is people trying not to collapse under the systemic right. pressure right. of racism. Well, even horrible our country. number one, Widows, ends on not a note of like triumph for the heist, but it's literally Viola Davis and Elizabeth Debicki being like, we can be friends now. That's the what triumph. I want. It's so great. I want hi. movies where people do nice things to each other. It's so great. If she didn't say Even hi, if they the have movie to go through not. a lot of murk to get there. I want movies where at the end people go like, yeah. fucking, let's just like reach out and talk to each other and yeah. try to do kind things for each other and shoot Bob Duvall. Who are your putters and murmurs this year? Who are my putters and murmurs? Talk, Wait. Speaking of Bob Duvall. Yeah. Okay. Page. Uh, Joe just dramatically flipped pages. Over. I did. It was not as loud as I thought it was going to be. It was a great movement, <laughs> Thank though. Thank you. So we did talk about Coop several months ago. He's still the top of my list. But I'm surprised you did not consider Eva Melander and Ira Milanoff. I certainly consider him. That is a a tandem putter and murmur. Now, here's what I would say. I think that's more of a a sniffles and grovels. You know? Because that's a lot of... It is a lot of sniffling and groveling. Kind of, you know. Whereas B Coop's a lot more like... All right. Next up. Just want to take another look at it. Jennifer Jason Lee in Annihilation. Oh, that's an interesting way to. There's a lot of murmurs. I think that's a good call. There's a lot of murmurs out of her. Especially at the end, where she has this very crucial monologue. She goes, Annihilation. It's Annihilation. (laughs) It's Annihilation. I'm going to turn into a fucking (laughs) Mendel bulb now. (laughs) Did Annihilation make your list, David? I know you and I saw that one together. I love that movie, but uh, it's more, it's a top 20 for me. Yeah. 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 Top 20 for me, but I love that movie. Uh, Jeffrey Wright in Hold the Dark. Not a movie that I loved. Have not seen. Uh, that's a huge Putters and Murmurs. That's a very that Putters and Murmurs performance. The most baffling movie. It's of the, the most year. baffling movie. I actually that movie with like fifty questions. That movie is literally. <laughs> I think my. I think my. I said on Twitter. I was just like, hold the dark. Twenty eighteen. 
deer nonsense. <laughs> it was just like question, question mark. mark. It has this insane shootout spectacle Makes in the middle no of it that really has no connection to anything it's, else that it's happens well in it. Stage, and then they cut Usually to well James Badge Dale and Jeffrey Wright in his house, like drinking wine, yeah. being like, "What a day!" And I'm yeah. like, "What do you mean, what a day? The most police in American history were just murdered. Like, there, the president and, would be here in, in spectacularly <laughs> like, violent ways. Yes, with a fucking like with a giant s- cannon gun. Right, yeah." Insane. 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 I mean, wow. there's, I think there's another performance that none of us like in a movie that none of us like, where if you're going to give it any credit, you have to give it credit for Putters and Murmurs. Let's hear it. Bale and Vice. Sure. Yeah. I sure. mean, Dick Cheney is the, the king of the it's Putters. It's still and the Murmurs. penguin a little bit. It's still it's just penguin-y. like, yeah. But I'm saying if you're if you're grading just on that scale, yeah, he does some good puttering, some good murmuring. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not bad, Griffin. Joe's doing. I'm trying to only talk out of the side of my mouth. He's doing uh, the other one I had. I want to be my evil. last one. <laughs> what if I was bad? I'm a big tum tum man. Helena Marcos <laughs> in Suspiria, which I will grant. Is maybe more a wheezes and whispers than the putters and murmurs. Yeah, but what the the fucking the doctor though? The Til- doctor also. Man, Tilda is. Well, the, the doctor and murmurs. Is, is guilt and recrimination. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Tilda's doing a lot. <laughs> we can we can stipulate that. I love Suspiria. I don't know if I love Suspiria. I loved the scene in Suspiria where Dakota Johnson dances a woman into a pile of bones. Oh boy. That is quite the scene. Quite I, I gotta say another putters and murmurs we're not talking about. Sir. Grandma Shoplifter. Mm, oh, for sure. Kiki, I think. Sure. This was a banner year for this putters was a and murmurs. Banner year for putters and murmurs. She rules. She's amazing in another Coriata film called um, uh, uh, After the Storm. Yes. Where she a lot of it is just her chiseling at this like ice cream. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> uh, what else do we? Oh, score! Come on, give me your scores. I love doing a score. All right. I was tweeting about this the other the other night too. A couple Incredible ago. year for score. It's a yeah. really really good year. I had just seen at Eternity's Gate, and I was like, I can't believe this Defoe nomination, but this sounds really good. And wait, I'm going to bring up her name because it's uh, the rare female composer. I know it's one of these male dominated craft categories. Tatiana. Lisovskaya for Ed Eternity's Gate. Really oh, okay. good. Um, Probably I, in my seventh spot, but still. I want to say, I just think the best element of any film in 2018, the single greatest accomplishment in the field of filmmaking in 2018 Dang. is the score for Beale Street. Oh, Bertel. Nicholas Bertel. Yeah. yeah, that's I mean, that my number one. just stunning. That's yeah. my number one with a bullet. I also have Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow for Annihilation. Great score. Which will never get out of my mind ever. Daniel Hart for The Old Man and the Gun. Incredible score. Mm-hmm. Max, Highly underrated. Max Richter for Mary Queen of Scots. The Not a great movie, but a great score. <sighs> that movie fucking I haven't seen it. Sucks. It does. But great score. And then my wild card, which few people have talked about this. Cliff Martinez for Game Night is a really good score. You know, we haven't talked about Game Night. Yeah. Clemens is incredible. McAdams yeah, is incredible. Chandler's yep. great. Yeah. Mac- yeah. McAdams is so um, funny. The score I have not considered. I love Cliff That's Martinez. A good call, yeah. It's really wanna, weird. Wanna That's also a it beautiful But it's like shot it really film. like yeah. good looking movie. Yeah. It it amps up that like drama, yeah. but in a really over the top way where you know it's still like funny. Yeah. Ugh, wonderful. Oh no, he died is the best line uh, reading yes, it is. of the year. Absolutely. Um for me, Tom York and Suspiria. I disagree. I think there's a better line reading. Go ahead. That's the problem with your generation. <laughs> you can't open a fruit box without calling the internet. <laughs> Hey, Bradley, 
I just want to take another look at you. I just wanted to mule another <laughs> drugs at you. Can they make a mule sequel, please? Sure. Starts with a prison mule escape, then prison he just starts break. muling right. again. I'm going to mule myself out of this jail. <laughs> it's mule just, to never stop muling. It's just the way he gets out of the jail. Because my favorite thing about Mule is that he's just driving a car. And like he's the point is that he's so old that no cop would be like, this guy's a drug mule. You know? So like I would love in the prison break, he's just like, he just gets in a car and starts something like, hey, aren't you a prisoner? He's like, no, don't (laughs) mind me. The scene where he bribes the cop with popcorn tins. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, we're all missing the obvious answer. I'm so loaded up on fucking kettle corn. We're all in a, in a in a trunk that's otherwise filled to the brim with conspicuously blank black duffel bags that are clearly filled with drugs and money. He just with goes big C's on them. <laughs> Take this kettle corn. Uh, oh, good Brothers and Murmurs was our Garcia in the mule too. Oh, Andy Garcia, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Golden Gun Garcia. Yes, exactly. Garcia um, had a year between yeah. that. Uh, yeah, Mama he's Mia kind too. of Brothers yes. and Murmurs and Mama Mia too. I have a lot of like. Oh uh, yes, excuse me. Except when he goes <gasps> yes. Yes. across yes. the okay. entire. It's a triumph. I also love that Andy Garcia yeah. is going like, I will romance any actress twelve years older oh. than me on screen. I'll he really had a time of it this year. Cher had a great time. Diane Keaton. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good for Andy Garcia. Uh, he romances Clint Eastwood and the Mule. Um, <laughs> he romanced humanity onto that spaceship and passengers, and was God, just like, did. Wait, yeah, "Come with me." Believe it. We have to include that as part of his big year because, of course, they re-released passengers <laughs> for the third eight thousand screens. <laughs> Every Christmas. Wait, what were you going to say though? I was going to say we're missing the obvious answer here, which is the sequel to the Mule is called the Mules. It's a family <laughs> business. It's a, with the dollars. My score nominees. Nicholas Patel for Beale Street. Mm-hmm. Tom York for Suspiria. Justin Hurwitz for First Man, which is an incredible score. I agree with that. Score. I agree with that. It's, and that movie rules. And whatever. Yeah. Well, that's one people sort of yeah. come around on eventually. Daniel Hart and the Old Man and the Gun. And Ludwig Goransson for Black, Black Panther, Panther, which is my winner and has like the greatest hero theme of all time. And it has the greatest city theme. Yes. Or, you know, country thing, but like Wakanda capital, you know, like City that. State Wakanda. Holy shit. I'm also going to say something really controversial. I think All the Lights Should Win Best Song. Oh, that's a great song. I think no, it is a really great song, but it should not win. No. Uh, I forgot to read this. The Blankies Best Pictures. Oh, right. Oh, right. Shit. 10 Mission Impossible, 9 Hereditary, 8 P2 The Deuce, 7 Annihilation, 6 Spider Man to the Spider Verse, 5 Widows, 4 Roma. Three, Beale Street. Two, The Favorite. One, First Reform. Yeah. All right. Well, we got good fans. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Good, good list. You do have reformed one. Yeah. yeah. All right. I know we did voice performers okay. last year, so I came with a couple. I oh, wow. did too. I think there are a couple big standouts this year. Okay. One was Tom Hardy and Venom, which is half of a voice performance. Food. But like, Food. wow. The voice performance part of that is. <sighs> That's a really good greatness. call. And you're thinking outside the box. Thank you. Yeah. Thank okay. you. I tried. I don't want to yeah. be. Traditional here. No, yeah. The other one that I have is my number one with a bullet, which is Catherine Keener in Incredibles 2. Beat me to it. She's so great in that okay. movie. Beat me to it. Because here's who my five would be, okay? Catherine right. Keener, Incredibles 2. Yes. Sarah Silverman, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Vanellope, she's wonderful in that. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, ben Wishaw, P2 The Deuce. Sure. Doesn't work with Adam. Right? Then I think... Where's, I mean, now I'm really... Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Well, I'm going to say Nikki Cage, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. he rules. He rules. Yeah. And then my winner 
for me, clear cut, the best voiceover performance of the year. And I'm hoping this is who you're waiting for me to say. Jim Cummings, Christopher Robin. Oh, for Winnie <laughs> the Pooh. He is amazing. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't thinking of him, but of course Who he's are you amazing. thinking for where is he? Jake Johnson. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. That performance is extraordinary. That's actually, that's, that's, that's like right. Extraordinary. That's correct. The problem is that's also correct. like, turn it up. <laughs> turn it up. No. <laughs> the, that perform like. The problem is Mahershala is also incredible oh, in Spider-Verse. I mean, you could fill your category. Brian Tyree Henry is also incredible in yeah. Spider-Verse. But I remember Mulaney is incredible in Spider-Verse. Mulaney's great voice performances in Big Mouth is on TV, but he owns. Yeah. He's yeah. great. Oh, my God. No, I think you're I right think about Jake Johnson, Johnson great. I think yeah. that character, like, that's it's, the key it's, that there's, there's some degree of difficulty. Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll, some I'll, other... I'll knock Nikki Cage out. I'll put Jake Johnson, but Jim Cummings is still I would also say Gal Gadot in, in Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, Shank. in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Shank? Love Shank. Love yeah, some Shank. America's got Shank fever. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, Sandler. Oh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. HC3. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other voice performances, but I guess, yeah. I, yeah. Guess I mean, those, those are my five. I agree. Keener's the standout of Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Ralph Breaks the Internet, we've, we've said in previous episodes, is like an insane step up from an already great performance in the first movie. Sir Who was it that had it. the really creepy reaction to Incredibles 2? Anthony Lane. Okay. That pissed me off doubly because the real truth of it is like there is some chemistry going on yeah. between Holly Hunter and Catherine Keener's mm-hmm. characters in Incredibles 2 yeah. that is queer. In a, you know what I yes. mean? There's queerness to that, not in like textual way yeah. or whatever, but like in the classic sort of like queering a narrative kind of a way yeah. that I wanted to talk about and I couldn't because then I thought it was just going to be a creep like Anthony Lane. I believe I tweeted this out as well, but also he wrote an article about Pixar like 10 years ago where he devoted three paragraphs to how much he wanted to fuck Elastigirl. Like he's been it's, on this. This has been, on, this has been his problem been for, a for a while. He's been on for a while saying like, we all agree, right? <laughs> I mean, I think the third paragraph ends with, and yes, she can stretch any part of her body. And you're like, what? What are, what are you, what? You think she could stretch like her liver and thus drink more? Yeah, and apparently he wants to fuck her liver or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Anthony Lane, of course, wins best critic of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Third year running. <laughs> for his Incredibles 2 review. I also came with a, with a, with a list of scumbums for Ben. <laughs> oh! Because I wanted to be a good guest. I wanted to bring something. Bring All right. We've talked about Joaquin Phoenix and you were never really here. Classic Ben scumbum. Yeah. Yeah. And scum on with a heart of gold. But Couple. here, this is what I'll say what I love about the specifics of the yeah, scum yeah, yeah. It's outer borough, sort of mm-hmm. like weird, no middle of nowhere Queens, shady like bodega. Mama's boy scum boy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good, just like shady New York locations. Yeah, that's good. Two, I wonder if you've maybe considered Richard E. Grant and Can You Ever Forgive Me is, is Pop, quality scum Have you seen that, Ben? No. Because you I think you'd get appreciate the sophisticated scumbum. Yeah. But that's what he is. He's a gentleman scumbum, truly. But he's a scammer. Yeah. He's a scoundrel. A scoundrel. Ooh. He's incorrigible. Yeah. Uh, okay. But like, you can't, not, you. you can't not yeah. love him. Yeah. Okay. All right, um, I'm on board. And then also, Nicole Kidman in Destroyer. Wow. Is that's some unconventional like scumbum. But like, she's, she's, she's like a killer. No, she's, she's a, a cop, cop gone to seed. She's a cop who's. who's uh, she's like dirty, hair, willing yeah. to do the bad thing. So yeah. she's taking crime into her own hands. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You're speaking my language. And this is like L.A., like L.A. scumbum. Ben looks so proud, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. Take yeah, a look yeah. at this. Let me know what you think. Um, right. 
Does Ben have some categories? I mean, there, are there ben. other things that we no, want to talk I think about? It's time for we're going to let Ben. Uh, oh, is, is is it my time? It's your, it's your time, time to shine. Okay, here we go. Wait, and let now me I'm going to eat the bagel I've had for two let hours. Let me just remind the audience of some of your favorites from last year because yeah. they're all here. Oh yes, baby driver should be fruit driver. <laughs> Main fruit is the honeydew melon. Nice, that makes sense. All the money in the world do a CGI puppet instead of Christopher Plummer. I remember when that was a movie. Molly's game should have been made with puppies. Reenact dogs playing poker. Thank you. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. I did not remember you saying this. Dead men tell no tales. What about clowns of the Caribbean? Dead jesters have no words. What is? Well, that I don't remember mean? that either. Well, that's because I blacked that out. This is my original category: of movies that should be remade with either babies, animals, or puppets. Yeah. But then also fruit, and now clowns too. <laughs> but maybe a robot or two could be cool. Okay, so here we go. Here All we right. go. All right. So for babies. All right, guys. Widows or baby widows. Those are some cute little criminals. <laughs> but they're widowed. But baby like their husbands, Cynthia, their husbands are dead. Okay. Baby Cynthia Erivo can still sprint, though. Like, yes. can really get around. Yes. All right. For animals, I thought Isle of Dogs, okay. fix the movie, have all the problematic human characters be dogs. So just everyone's a dog. Everyone's a, a dog. A true Isle of Dogs. But then yeah. the, do the real dogs are big. <laughs> to distinguish? Yeah. So it's like a cool sort of perspective thing. <laughs> so it called, like, Isle of Big Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, mid nineties felt right for like a puppet remake. Sure, because that's pretty much just like they like would just make it an after school special. Right. <laughs> that's good. It's, it's very accurate. Uh, all right, I'm all for equal representation in Hollywood, but there's something about Crazy Rich Fruits that's got a really nice <laughs> ring to it. They're rich. They're rich. They're crazy. And they're crazy. Who's the lead character though? A banana. <laughs> All right. Uh, clowns. Ready player clown. <laughs> yep. Rylance was close for me on supporting actor, by the way. Boy. I want to say that. Oh, I want to say the something else. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Please. I want to say something else. I rewatched Ready Player One on a plane to Utah, in fact. Uh -huh. It's good. It's a good movie. It's better the second time. It fucking rules. I'm buying it on wow. iTunes. It's a good movie. Wow. I'm so stunned I stopped chewing my bagel. <laughs> his, his eyes bugged out of his head. I'm trying I, very hard to eat all the The action in that movie is fucking incredible. It kind of rules. It kind of rules. I'm sorry. And it's just Spielberg yelling at us and yelling at himself, and it rules. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Carry on, please. Uh, and then now uh, adding a, a robot or two, I was thinking robot Mary Poppins returns. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, like, that's... We were the we twist of her return that. where yeah. she's like, I'm back. And now like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like her face that. opens up. She could like, like her umbrella now is just like a helicopter. Yeah. Oh, so ins Inspector Gadget is what yeah, we're, is she's what basically we're yeah. Inspector Gadget. Right, right, right. Uh, Love it. All right. Next up we have the Weddies. Okay. So last year, some of your slickest flicks were Blade Runner, Future Wet. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> I, I, Tanya, where you're pointing out that the rinks were frozen water. Frozen water, yeah. Dunkirk soaked to death. Yep. Shape of Water, title says it all. Yep. Yes. And Justice League, because the movie is sweaty. And Aquaman. Right, 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 right. All right, so, so this, this year, year we have okay. Serenity, got a salty ass dog. Well, that's actually 2019, but whatever, yeah. who cares? Give me it. Okay. You also still haven't seen it. <laughs> I know it's wet. 
it's wet. I mean, I can't everyone deny on that. Twitter's like, "Have you seen it yet?" And usually, people either contact me about big stuff or wet stuff. So, uh, I don't there's think a big there, fish in that movie. There's a big too. fish. There is, but it's wet. Okay. Also, a plot um, twist is also big in that movie. It's big. Maddie Max butt is also big in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it is frequent. Next up, we have Venom. Because he's sticky. And also, and rude. He, he gets in the lobster tank that time. Yeah. It's yeah. a wet moment. That's a wet moment. <laughs> Classic wet moment. Grief um, is melting down. The favorite, because uh, it's just like gross wet. Like throw up, and they're like sure. getting buckets thrown on them. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. You know, yeah. and like okay. she burns her hand to chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. The, what do you call it? Lie. Lie. Yeah. 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 So what's stuff? <laughs> sure. A star is born. You make the rules here. I do. A star is born because he is so drunk. He's, he's just a wet he's man. Soaked. Wets yeah. himself. He's yeah. soaked. I was not yeah. expecting the wettest films category to line up this closely with <laughs> best, best picture. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Come on. Well, of course, we got my man, yeah, Aquaman. I mean, that's the winner, right? That's the yeah. clear winner. Right. That wins the bucket of water or whatever the award is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Wins it's a like, golden mop. Yeah, the golden Voss bottle. <laughs> All right. Now, apparently, last year you had a category called "Should Have Had Jared Leto in It." Have you I kept this category? That, one. right, oh, that one's got gone. That. Well, we got an honorable mention for Vice. It receives the Heath Thick Award because <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bale's looking really tasty He's as Dick Cheney. Yeah. Ooh, yes. All right, oh and then lastly, we have the um, no thank you. Um, no thank right. you. All right. First up, we got Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's a bloated biopic directed by a rapist. <laughs> that movie is like number one with a bullet yeah. in the uh, no thank you. It's the uh, no thank you Hall of Fame. I right like there. how there's also no joke to make. You're just stating nope. the fact. Yep. It is a bloated biopic directed by a rapist. <laughs> yeah. Why is this nominated for best picture? Great question. I don't know. Uh, next up, we have Roma. Wow. Uh, wow. Dragged. Oh. Bring a pillow. Jeez, you're going to fall asleep to this flick. Roma's also incredibly wet. I mean, it opens with a three-minute shot of Wiles being washed. That's true. I know. It ends, it ends with, with the whole family the in the... fierce the... and formidable ocean yeah. is a huge character it's in Roma. incredibly wet might have been sleeping right yeah. up, apparently. Yeah, I don't think I made it to the beach. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Green Book. Uh, yeah, uh, no thank you. You lost me at book. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, here's how it goes. It's like green, and you're like, all right. Tell me more. Tell, yeah. <laughs> I'm into that Tell color. me one more word. I'm in for one more word after green. Oh, look. Look. Uh, lost oh, me. Thank you. At Eternity's Gate. Uh, sounds too long. No, thank you. <laughs> sure. Sure. And lastly, we have Can You Ever Forgive Me? No. Thank you. You can't forgive him? Can't forgive no. You're a stealer. Nah, I just wasn't interested. Uh, and that's been my. Fair enough. Original categories once yeah, again for the fourth annual blankies, and that's why he's our finest film. You credit. deliver Absolutely. like few I others, mean, but I have to. Anthony you. Lane has to give his award back. Yeah, it's true. Ben's taking it. Yeah. yeah, happens every year. We always forget. <laughs> Anthony Lane just wrote an ep- a review of this episode that's just about how much he wants to fuck Ben. What more is there to say? <laughs> N- nothing. I don't know. <laughs> It truly was a wonderful night We're for blankies. Fine. Okay. We're fine. It was a wonderful night for blankies. Two thirteen with three star-studded ad reads already Here, baked in. Yeah. Here's yeah. what I'll say. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely going to be better than whatever the Oscars are going to serve up. Whatever and fucking poo-poo short. That is true. And short. And yet still Pay shorter. attention, still John Bailey. Yeah. Award all 24. That's the hashtag. 
I'm, yeah, it I'm is, with it. It is kind of incredible. Uh, a, a night that is uh, theoretically meant to celebrate the art of motion pictures right. is now uh, jettisoning yeah. the airing yeah. of the categories devoted to the pictures right. and, and the process that puts them in motion next you to each other. You could make a movie without actors. Yep. But you okay. could not make a movie without cinematography and editing. I think also Guillermo Toro today tweeted like, you're literally removing the two art forms yeah, that are entirely that. Yes. inherent yes. to, to like everything else comes from like the theatrical tradition or right. whatever. You These know, are like, the two things that are proprietary right. to filmmaking. I could go out and make a movie tomorrow and not have any actors in it, but I would need cinematography and I would need editing. Those are the only two things you absolutely it's need essential. to qualify as a movie. Yes. No, 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 but also that chair with your name on the back of it. You do need one of those and you need a picture of you looking behind yeah. the viewfinder. Yeah, yeah with like um, uh, like the, uh, your a hat. cap and a it hat has like some a, sort. Yeah, like a, maybe a battleship's name written yeah, on it. Right. Or something. And you're like oh, pointing yeah. off vaguely somewhere. Yeah, maybe yes. some like sort and of And a big photographer sunglasses. to take a photograph of you pointing at a yeah. thing from right. your chair. Yeah, you need yeah. that. You need that. But that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Those are the only three I'll things. I'll wait for best hat this year. Oh. Who's going to win? Terrence Malick. Yes, always. Every year. Still the best hat. Still <laughs> best the best IMDb director picture. Picture. May it never, ever change. <laughs> you know, he mm. sued them for giving the Academy that picture, right? Wow. Because really? he doesn't like to have his photograph taken. The producers gave that photo, the one they've now used both times he's been nominated for Best Director. Wow. And he sued them for giving the photo away. What a cheerful guy. Which is also, it's the only Best Director photo of someone smiling my, in history. My favorite They're is... They're always so serious. <laughs> and he's smiling. IMDb you can get in black and oh, white or color. fantastic. <laughs> it's a great hat. Then there's this third picture. Uh, oh, well, now wow. there are more. In a paparazzi era. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to catch him. I mean, he does have to be on set. I love Terry. I love right. Terry. Can't wait for Radigans or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, I think. playing you off. Okay. All right. Uh, he's also, he is now uh, directing Gardens of Galaxy 3, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, very well, yeah. Finally. Finally, yeah. we've got him into the MCU. And he's also playing Batman now? <laughs> Uh, um, what if that was the twist that it turned out Terrence Malick was hosting the Oscars <laughs> like, we didn't want to tell you yeah. he's very press shy here he is yeah. Terrence Malick what a great movie is this year yo what if he comes out and he's like let's talk about me too like, <laughs> oh, you're no. like, oh boy oh no oh god <laughs> representation in Hollywood comes up a lot <laughs> yeah not enough beheaded directors I don't know yeah. I don't know what it is I don't know we're losing our minds thank you all for listening please yeah. remember to rate review subscribe uh, thanks as always to Andrew Gudo for our social media Joe Bowen and Pat Rounds for our artwork Leon Montgomery for our theme song go to blankies.rats.com for some real nerdy shit go to T. Pollock for some real nerdy shirts uh, of course you can uh, become a checkmate join That's Patreon right. patreon.com slash blankies.com for that hot tent we're sw- slinging we're slinging hot tents hot tent Ooh. Uh, I don't, I don't know. What what else is there to, might, to say? Thanks for being here, Joe. Might I? Pl- thanks for being here, Joe. Plug my podcast, please. Oh yes, I would like to. yes. Um, I hate to be quite so crass, but, but on uh, point. If you want to listen to uh, some real nerdy shit, mm-hmm. speaking of which, come listen to this head Oscar buzz. We talk about old movies that should have been nominated for Oscars or that wanted to be nominated for Oscars and were not. The should have is up to is up for debate. Um, uh, I'll be on soon discussing Yeah, we got to have you on, Griff. We had David yeah. on. We talked about Alexander. It was Fantastic a good old conversation. Episode, and let me watch that four-hour masterpiece again. Oh, it's, You're watching, it was quite something. Which cut are you watching? Ultimate. Okay. Was that the fourth or the fifth cut? I think it's the fourth. It's the one before the last one. 
It's not the longest one. No, it's the one that's a little shorter than the, the longest intermediate. One. It yeah, honestly yeah. doesn't matter because, like, honestly, the theatrical cut is fine. The bigger cuts don't really. The longest just, one is the one on that's on Netflix, though. I'm pretty right. sure oh, they just make scenes yeah. sort of fatter and like add more shit to them. It's not um, yeah. really necessary. Yeah, I, I like the length. It should be as long as fucking possible. Yeah, it adds a lot of the like romance stuff. A lot of, lot sure. of you know, yeah. Sure. But yeah, follow us on Twitter at had underscore Oscar underscore buzz. My co-host Chris File and I would be very, very grateful. And thank you for having me on. To oh, be able of course. To as tell always. your fantastic listeners, it would be kind of right up their alley. Yeah, please do. Yeah, if you're not already listening, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I say. I don't know. Any, any final thoughts? David, you're in film. I'm so excited for 2019. I never want to think about 2018 again. As usual. What do you think is going to be your best film of 2019? I mean, Serenity. <sighs> Um, I've seen two films that are three films that are potential. Oh, that's true. I have. Because no- I went to Sundance this right. year. So I have I my best have actress like- contender who is going to be very hard to budge who? from that spot. Elizabeth Moss. Well, her- Mossy in her smell. Fucking. I don't. Oh, I don't. I can't envision incredible. a performance that's going to knock that out easily. Um, but High Life blew me away. And then at Sundance, I mean, The Farewell is. Yeah. You, you know, like. Oh, I'm excited for ruined that. Ruined me. Really? And, yeah. Oh, I'm excited for so it. So good. That movie's so good that I sometimes think about how it ends and start crying. <sighs> really? Yeah. Which is nuts. It's not like something I do on the reg. No, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's, uh, that's like a lot of movies where I start crying when I think about it. Oh, you're them. usually stone cold. Yeah, yeah stone cold. Yeah. And then The Souvenir, which I assume is coming out this year and is already a sequel, is already in production. And like, I cannot overemphasize how amazing this movie is. The, the There was the movie that came out like a month ago, Dogs. Way home, sure. And sure. now there's a dog's journey or something. A dog's, a dog's journey. Breakfast back? is next. Yeah, yeah. I thought a dog's way home was the sequel to a dog's journey. One of but them apparently is that's not, not related, right? One yeah. of them is a separately produced adaptation of a book written by the same author, and the other one's a direct sequel. So this is some like like where James Bond like people own yeah. half the rights or whatever. Yeah. Like where oh, it got really complicated. But they're both. All three movies are our, written our, by our the w. same Bruce people. Cameron joints. Yeah. Right. Is this also a dog's purpose or am I making that <laughs> this? Up? Right, that's the one I was thinking. Dog's purpose, dog's journey, dog's way home were the three. Yeah, I think that's right. But only two of them are legally the connected to each other. The dog who kicked the hornet's nest, the dog who played with right. fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's my best picture of 2019. Agreed. Sure. Yeah. You're okay. You're right. You're right. Um, and as always, <laughs> fuck the wife. <laughs> Get into that. I had it here. Well, wait a second. What? What and- if there was a wife? Okay, you know what? And as always, reconsider the wife. <laughs> <laughs>